This episode of Sweet Jesus Radio is sponsored by Station Recreation, the e-cigarette authority of the El Paso area. Sweet Jesus Radio. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of Sweet Jesus Radio. Coming to you from the Ninja Hideout. Very special guests in the house tonight. Two guests. We have a repeat performer here. Two-time guest. First time ever. I feel like it's a milestone. My brother from another mother, business partner, and all-around great guy, Tito D. What's up? What's up? What's up? How's it going out there? Repping out our promotions. And to his rights, you got my boy, DJ Extraordinaire, DJ Dave LaRock, a.k.a. Chua Vuitton, government name, Dave Acosta. Yeah. What's up? How's what's it going? Up, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I usually start off by asking my guests how you guys are doing today and if you did anything out of the ordinary today, even though it's, uh, you know, Friday, I'm sure probably at the nine to five, but we'll start with Tito. How, how what, what you, and it's your day off. So I hope you have a, something cool to, to tell us in detail. Please well, share. Well, me, my day's been kind of, it's, it's been a little lame. I mean, it's, it's, it's Valentine's day to day. We're just chilling. Went out yesterday, stayed out late. So I slept oh, in, right. slept in and just enjoyed the day, got errands I, and I stuff. guess something's wrong with, uh, USPS, because I guess my invitation got lost in the mail. <laughs> I sure didn't get it. I, on my calendar for today was coming here and recording this podcast. So I was like, you know what? I'm not doing anything all day except taking care of some errands I got to run. Didn't even, for a minute, I tried not to think about work. But, it, you know, I mean, I'm a hard worker, so I had to do some work at home. And that was it, man. Just chilling. Nice, chilling all nice, day. nice. How about you, Dave? Anything it's my day off, too, today. Oh, man. I'm jealous. I was chilling. I last. Thursday is my Friday, so I went out, had Damn. some drinks, and woke up a little late today. Well, let's go there. Then. What did you guys do last night? Then it's <laughs> fuck, fuck what you did today. You know, you guys don't have you have Friday off. What we're back? Let's start with Dave. What did you do last night, man? Last night, uh, went down to Monarch. All right, all right. Um, they had a band. I hate live bands nowadays. So, <laughs> like as soon as the band started, I jetted. <laughs> I gotta pull that one out and use it as a quote. So that's gonna be a drop. Or I always tell Alfred the owner. I hate live. Bands. I, Alfredo and Eric, the two owners of Monarch, whenever I show up, I'm like, you guys have bands today? Oh, like, peace. They're like, yeah. I'm like, man, I hate bands. But especially in a small venue, it's yeah. blaring, loud, right? Loud, super I'm loud. too old. It's I don't like blaring. that. Yeah, I'm and I've like... been in bands for years that... and hearing like, so many shitty bands. Yeah. Like, it's other. just, I don't want to hear it anymore. It makes it worse. So as soon as they started playing, I went up to Black Market, oh. had some beers up there, and then went back to Monarch to close my tab. Who was all at Black Market? Uh, they had a good little crowd last night. Yeah. They have a no DJ or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I think Caesar from that band, the DA. Oh, okay. He DJs there on Thursdays. All right, all so right, all right. It was cool. So, what'd you do, Tito, Thursday nights? Since that's the topic we're on. Nah, it was it was it was cool. We just went uh, to Cincinnati, pretty much just bar hop. Uh, didn't get out of work till twelve thirty. Oh. So, met up with uh, my coworkers right after work. We just went there to get some drinks, and mm. you know what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah, my, yeah. my Friday. You know what I mean. What do you I, mean, quote-unquote co-workers? Yeah. I was alone all night. I was like, this sucks. Oh, man. I went, yeah. That's the other reason I, I left Monarch, because about... there was nobody there that I knew. I was like, yeah. man, I'm just standing here like Your a Your invitation creeper. got lost in the mail, too, Yeah, I exactly. See. Forget the invite. <laughs> I know the USPS is tripping, man. Tripping, we, we man. Gotta, we, that's why we got to stick to text right. format. <laughs> yeah. No, I yeah, I just, uh, I mean, my closing crew, we, we usually go out. Thursdays is like our 
our little bad decision Thursday night. We do oh, something, you know what I mean? A little something a to hang name. out. Yeah, we got it. We got it. Uh, that's the quotation there, the, the bad decision Thursday. So I'm off on Friday. They know that. So they're always like, it's, hey, after uh, work. Future abortion Thursday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I like to stick with throwback Thursday. So we're going to throw back some drinks or do something. Oh, you know what I mean? So, Tito being clever. <laughs> right, right, shit. I honestly, I had, well, you know what? To be honest, now nah, I'm going to save it for later because I want to talk about valentines blah 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 i had a pre-friend valentine as i call him palentine <laughs> palentine <laughs> but hey man let's get into it man uh you know as i've known you guys both for a while obviously tito probably more i probably know dave through tito uh, but as we kind of semi-discussed beforehand i wanted to i wanted you guys to share i know some of the history but just for the sake of the listeners and again kind of like the da episode with DA, the INM, you know, for the sake of a, a bit of a history lesson, how did you guys meet and break down in detail? And we'll start with Tito as far as just everything, man, the flaws, uh, ISM. Well, I mean, it, it, feel free to interrupt, interject whenever you feel like. Yeah, because, you know, my my, mem- my memory is a little shaky on a lot of the details because, I mean, we've uh, known each other for what? like what's over new? Since the <laughs> right? 90s. Yeah, like at least at least 15 years, yeah. about 15 years. So, oh, yeah. As far as I can remember, I barely remember the '90s at this point. Right? Oh man! No, but join the club. I, I, uh, I'd have to say. I mean, I, I met Dave and through obviously through the Flaw Flaws, but through my boy Robot. Um, that's pretty much Rick Reyes. Yeah, Rick Reyes. Uh, Shout we went out to, to Robo Gato. Robo Gato and and Nikki, Nikki, Nikki also. So um. Let me get Nick. closer to this mic. I'm a little sounding a little yeah. off. All right, so yeah, all right, Safari Nick. That's what we call him. <laughs> Safari Nick. I call we call him Nicky Brows. <laughs> Nicky Brows. Don't know Rick and Nick. They own Hello. What's it called? Robo Gato. Gato. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're cool people. The, the brothers, anime man. Shop on the east side. The, the right. Reyes brothers. No relation to Jesus. But yeah, they no, wish. We, yeah. <laughs> they don't look as good, right? right. <laughs> all right. Now for so for Rick and I, we we went to Mount Wood together. Um graduate I graduated in ninety five. I like how East Siders say Mount Wood. Mount Wood. Mount, Mount Wood, you know what I mean? <laughs> Mount Wood enough. in the hood and how it's all good. Mount Wood. How does he say it? Mount Wood. Mount Wood, like M O U N T. Everybody says it Mount Wood. Really? Yeah. Fucking spicks. <laughs> nah, Mount, I went to Mount Wood, Mount Wood. Mount oh, Wood. That's true. Yeah. I have heard that. Yeah. What's wrong with you people? I'm kidding, guys. Don't beat me up. It's I because, have a three six gets know, down. Damn Eastsiders breathing all the central man's God air. Bless well, you. you know, w- the reason why is because we would learn how to mount females oh, back in shit. high school. Because- no, no, it's because you mount wood. <laughs> Oh, good one, Hesus. <laughs> high five, self high five. I'll, I'll give you Theo a high jokes. five. I'll give you a high they five. Mounted wood. Those are the Theo jokes. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, so you know, going back they to are. the 90s, Robot, Robot uh, was probably part of the first graduating class at Mount Wood, which was in 94. So you're calling them old, is basically what you're saying. Those weren't my words, you know what I mean? But hey, we, you know, we're all growing. We're not getting younger, so that's what it is. But Robot, Robot uh, was there a year before I was. I... I had originally went to Irvine for my freshman year, moved uh, to the west side, and I went to Coronado for my sophomore year. Um, ended up moving to the east side, and that's where I went to Mount Wood my junior and senior year. Met Robot the first year. We kind of, you know, I knew he was like a rapper. He was, he was, oh, he had the whole swag going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rick, <laughs> was the, Rick was the first person I knew that could actually rap. Nice. Yeah, like, it could actually and sound okay he's at got it. Like these multiple talents, yeah. man. Yeah, I got respect for it. No, he's he's got skills, you know, and like but beyond he, his Bart Simpson look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Homer's. Now it's more Homer. It's, yeah, uh, back it's, then it was Bart. Kimo 
Anthony Bart. Back then it was Bart. Now he's more. Oliver. No, he's, he, he's probably got the belly. I don't know. I I ain't seen. Him. I hope he doesn't hear. I hope he does. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> hey, but it's all good. We used to clown each other on Sundays. That's we used to always get together and clown each other, anyways. But you know, I I knew Rick because I mean, I, I guess when you're you're growing up and you have like this hip hop essence to you, you kind of relate to people that look and act like you. I mean, now the word is swag, but I mean, we just yeah. had this 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 different vibe to us you know yeah. what i mean and dave and i talked about that before just kind of like when i was in high school well you know i lived in germany <clears throat> so the thing was is uh you were either a rocker or a rapper you know what i mean and so i was used to just the the the, the separation between those two groups that's all i knew and then skaters skating was kind of coming into germany it was like five years behind you know you, usa was already doing it but when i came out here um Right away, I recognized people that I could relate mm. with, and Rick was one of those people. You know what I mean? All right, all right. So he was wearing the backpack, you know, kind of yeah, like two straps. Yeah, the two strap backpacks, the baggy pants. You know what I mean? And, and like black jeans, knapsack, and my beeper. Right. I mean, there, and and there was a difference because you could, um, I mean, you know, I guess the the the, the I guess the mis conception was people that were wearing baggy pants were gangsters you know what i'm saying yeah, of course. there was gangsters don't get me wrong there was gangsters in yeah, school you get grouped into it but yeah you see different people that actually are like oh this dude raps you know he could beatbox he, you know what i mean he, he, he graffiti fashion. writes you know what i mean yep. so that kind of he was one of the first dudes i i linked up with among yeah. some other cats and you know through the years I, I guess right after i had graduated um he moved in we were roommates for a while then he ended up moving uh to central and i believe that's where i kind of met Dave through uh, the Flaflas because Robot was living with the Flaflas at the time. And, you know, he would invite me over, hey, come and hang out with us, whatever, whatever. These guys would have crazy parties. I guess we'll talk about oh, that in shit. a little bit. But that's kind of where I knew Dave. Dave was like, this. The, you were the, the guitarist or bassist? Ba bassist I was or guitar? guitar player. Guitar nice. player. Bassist was... Nice. Bobby. Bobby. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember yeah. Bobby. Okay. So, see, that's what I'm telling you. My memory is like, is there, but I don't good. remember that's the fine back. details. But that's how I remember meeting Dave through Robot at that time. This is where Dave comes in, yeah. takes I'm the baton. Sure, I'm pretty sure I met you before I was in the Flawflaws. Oh, stop, Tito. You don't remember any shit. I remember, when Rick, <laughs> I remember when Rick lived with you before that. Okay, yeah. So. I've known Rick. That's weird. Like, that's the good Rick thing about the, having Rick both is of you like here. The, Rick that, is kind of the pin of that. He's the Because the, I met Rick in high school also. The stir stick, the, the glue. Yeah. <laughs> And I was I was like I was more more into the rock side of things, you know. I was always into punk rock and heavy metal and playing guitar and yeah. stuff like that. But I always I always listened to hip hop since I was a little kid. Like I always thought of hip hop as being like our music. You yeah, know? Like, well, it's like only kids the like underdog. Grown ups didn't like it, yeah, so it's rebellious. Yeah, by nature. So I still listen because I, I I liked Public Enemy. Hell yeah, I, I liked punk rock that talked about yeah. politics punk and stuff and like that. So Public Enemy just made sense, and then from there. Everything you know, De La, everybody, and I met Rick, and and I'm pretty sure he was like, "Who's this weird little dude with long hair, <laughs> glasses?" He's trying to like talk me. to me about hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we just became friends. We started, and he got me into graffiti writing, and I always thought that was really cool since I was a little kid. That's when I regret Beat not Street doing is that. getting into the graph writing more because I mean I have a little <laughs> bit of artistic skill, but the people in my school, not to diss, but it was Bowie High School and. uh the people that were doing the graph writing were more kind of on a follower posery type tip. They weren't really, because like, for, to me, hip hop was real, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wasn't trying to there be a little. There were some dudes at Bowie, though, I remember. Um, I mean, there were 
they were, those dudes from CMD. They were getting down as far as from what I the little that I know as far as the the bombing the tagging shit. Yeah. But as far as like living hip hop, there was a dude from from uh, a crew called CMD who if you, if you know Skew, he's one of El Paso's like best graffiti yeah, yeah, yeah. artists. Well, he used to be you're my age, right? Yeah, about how old are you? In my thirties. <laughs> In that case, no. I'm 29, bro. I'm almost 30. <laughs> Next year, I'll be 30. I'll, ca- I'm, I'll be catching up to you. No, but uh, but he used to be you don't know the, his name. one one of the first crews. I was in Bowie. I'm 37, bro, and I was in Bowie from '90 to '94. Well, one well, of the first, because it took me five years to graduate. One of the first crews that he was in back in the day when we were in high school was called CMD. Call me daddy. Yeah, I heard. And, I remember those guys. And I think I'm pretty sure two of their main dudes went. What did he look like? One of them looked like a little Beastie Boy type dude. He was and, and he was like the main head. And I and can't remember what he used to write now. He was light skinned like that. Yeah, I don't even. He might have even been white. Hmm. I don't know. Well, overall, in general, my my perception of it was like ah, I don't want to get. Uh, you know, I'm very picky about who I kind of click with. But that's whatever. But uh, back but to the when, I once I like I, when I got fully into graffiti and yeah. hip hop, I started. I cut my hair. I started dressing differently. I was and jealous of the east side what, and the west side. Around then, that's everything. when I met Tito, I think, because Rick used to, Rick lived with you for a while. They used to have parties. I yeah. went to a party at your parents' house one time. I'm pretty sure. I was crazy yeah. jealous of the, everything else except Bowie. I love I love the south side energy because we had this crazy energy of like violence and weirdness. But uh, you know, hip hop wise, I was jealous because my sister, you know, around my second senior year, she was going to Hanks for like a year because she was misbehaving or whatnot so we had to send her, send her off to another family member's <laughs> house hopefully she doesn't hear us but uh but uh she was into hanks bro and she knows people like you that we've talked about this yeah and i'm not gonna say their name it's whatever it's whatever but i used to go visit her i was like what like the kids were like you know what i'm saying like dressed all like, cool. yeah, that's true yeah. I'm, I'm at Bowie. i'm like the only guy like not the only but like maybe one out of like Two or three dudes rocking like ten jerseys and shit. I remember I went one of the few. I went one time to pick Rick's brother up from school at yeah. Montwood, and I was like, "Damn, everyone out here They're is all hip hop yeah. like, It's not like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like in like heaven. They're like yeah. freestyling. They're fucking ciphering. They're dressed yeah. all dope. And it, but and the, I worked at Hanks for a little while too. I was like, oh, you did? I was a tutor. Oh, when shit. I was in college, oh, I, was a, I was a tutor. Damn. I used to be a tutor at, the, kids. at the dropout recovery. <laughs> no, seriously, I got that job through my roommate at the time. And I was like, man, I can't. I don't know how to teach kids. He's like, just, just do it. Just man. act like you know. Just Pick, I'll tell. I'll check. give him a good word for you, and you just act like. I was like, cool. Put a tie on. Yeah. You were working with a t-shirt, the tuxedo t-shirt. <laughs> I used to show up with my shirt all wrinkled. Because you had to be there at like 8.30 in the morning. I was like, damn, this is early. You thought it was a DJ gig. Hey, but on the real, but on the flip side of it, you kind of, and that's what I, I, I've said this before. And, you know, we'll go we'll back to the ISM here in a bit. But I felt like Bowie was a microcosm of what El Paso is to like the rest of the country. Yeah. Because... You know, the flips that the bad side is we're behind as El Paso and Bowie was behind, but the flip side is at least it's like, like the heart. Yeah, but we're well we I feel like stick out more because yeah. there's so few of us. Oh, that's hell the yeah. good side of it. When I was in LA and San Diego, like everybody's duck all yeah, up on their shit. Yeah. Here it's like we have like this little community of like motherfuckers that know what's up with music that's and one culture thing I was and all ta- talking to Tito about last time is you know, nowadays it's almost mainstream to look weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, 
I mean, maybe I'm making side. myself no, yeah. old. It's, it's come that it's come around full circle to but that point, which it's is not whack, a big but, deal now. But it's whatever. But we were the ones that made it okay. Yeah, our generation are the ones yeah. that made it we're okay. We're the ones, to, the trendsetters, to man. have tattoos, to have piercings, to it's dress like the eighties and the nineties. Even though baggy clothes aren't in anymore, but everything like that. If we're the ones that made it okay, it's the eighties kids the ones and the nineties kids. Shit for it. Yeah, I had Skrillex hair cool. in ninth grade. Basically, we took the shit. I had long hair with the side shaved. And yeah. I used to get talked shit to by so many cholos every day. But now, now you see so many kids doing that. And it's like, you even go to Walmart, man. You see these little young kids, six, seven years old, and they're they're rocking their caps. They're, you know what I mean? They're fitted caps backwards. And it's like, you look at them now, like back in the days when we were doing that, you know, your parents, I mean, my parents were cool. They let, let us do whatever we wanted to do. They didn't trip, you know what I mean? Mine no. too. But as long now, as we had good grades, it was all good. Yeah, you know, but but like, I think. Oh, thanks for being in, guys. I don't have parents. <laughs> and we laugh at him, huh? My <laughs> parents abandoned me. That's not true. I was with your mom last night. Oh, oh. exactly. She was with me. She was with you. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, instead of you know breastfeeding me like she's supposed to. <laughs> yeah, no, that, and that's the thing, man. Now it's, it's crazy. Like it's 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 like if you're not wearing your cap backwards or you know dressing like that, you're different. You're part of the opposite group. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's but now it's like super accepted. I mean, I'm not hating on that shit. I'm just saying, you know who like the kids that know their shit are. Yeah, and we're like, I'm not hating on it. I'm not. No, yeah, I know you're not hating on it. I'm just saying for the listeners. But what's cool about us, we're like in that little sweet spot in time of where we're yeah we're a little older, but we're still young. Yeah, you know what I mean, like mentally and like the way we live and our attitudes, and you know we can identify and relate to these kids and be like, dude. You ain't showing me shit. Like, you yeah. know, I started that shit. My generation started that shit. You know I mean, we're not the, we're not old fogies, but we're not, not young idiots. You yeah. know what I mean? No, but even when we are, like, we <laughs> we're in that sweet spot of the '80s and '90s where yeah. we like we know our shit, like musically, art, you know, culture, fucking shit like that. So we're we're we're, we're blessed. But yeah, you know, I'm not hitting on these kids, but you know, they should at least not, not that it matters. It's petty, but do the knowledge a little bit. As far as, like, I've talked to Tito about the fucking sneaker yeah. culture. It was like That's how I feel, too, a little bit. And that's why I wanted to come on somebody's podcast. I was talking to, I was been telling people, somebody invite me on your podcast you so I go. can talk shit. We're here. Because not, not so much to talk shit, but <laughs> just to, because I feel like as as an, somebody who's been an artist in this town for a long yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say that we get forgotten. But people don't do the knowledge. Man. Yeah, no one, no one really knows the history of what's gone on in this town as far as musically and even okay. nightlife wise. We're, we're gonna get into it for sure. You know? So that's why I told you earlier. Anything that pops in your head, say it because even with the DA episode and Tito and DA, we dropped a lot of hip hop knowledge, and I got several props because of that because we yeah. went deep. But you know, we're speaking only one facet, mostly like Giants related, eye to eye related. There's a lot of other, things. but you know, not to do whatever, but. The three guys here in this room, we've contributed a there's ton a lot, of shit yeah, to lot, the El Paso scene. History, Not man. just hip hop, yeah. we're talking in general. Yeah, you know in, what I mean? In general, yeah. Not to pat myself on the one back. Of the, but. One of the things I was going to say, you know, you were saying you used to be jealous of the East Side because it was more popping as far as hip hop goes. When I was in high school, I was jealous of El Paso High because they had the best punk rock scene at El Paso High. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, they had the bands there. They, all, the be- all the guys that went on to become. At the Liquid drive-in cheese. and Sparta and all those bands well, that got big, Scott, but still. all those guys went to El Paso High. Mm-hmm. A lot of the guys that were in the in the just the really good bands back then, and I was always like, "Damn, man, I can't be a part of. I wish I could be part of yeah. that scene." Yeah. All of that, man. To be honest with you, because I mean, I was a rockhead first. You know, what I'm saying yeah. I was. I grew up on my whatever my dad showed me, which is 
Doors, Pink Floyd, you know, all the legends, but the one I really clung Did on to. Did you say a rock hit or a crackhead? Both. <laughs> Crack rocks. Get it? Crack rocks? Just kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, Sabbath is my favorite shit, even more than hip hop shit. Black Sabbath, man. It's my shit. But anyways, ISM. Who exactly were the members of, or what is ISM? What does it mean? And who are the members? Uh, I'll, I'll kind of start off just because, I mean, I really don't know the history on it and I'll let Dave kind of back me up on this one but interrupt whenever you fucks <clears throat> it up dave right i mean because because that was my again though yeah because you know and, and i really don't know the origins of it that's what i'm saying i mean i know rick kind of recruited us into it but that's where i kind of knew like he was like oh yeah there's this dude dave larock you know part of ism whatever because ism for us you know ill state, state of mind um was just basically a crew of homies that were you know i mean most of us had been outside of el paso we weren't really from here but mm. you know what i'm saying we kind yeah. of have been transplanted here and this and is now our home me too because i grew up back and forth here oh, between here shit. and oakland All right, oh yeah that's see, right you were that. telling me my that. dad yeah. my dad left around right when i was entering high school All right. so while we used to go out there in the summer and live in oakland in the summer and that opened my eyes a lot too to a yeah lot that's way different I, I, I think i think that's kind of why um ism worked because it was like we all gravitated towards each other like i said just a whole different perspective on outside of el paso we just kind of knew we were all different you know what i'm saying yeah. and um robot was my roommate at the time and the thing that we got into how we we kind of connected was he was always into reggae music man like like a yeah, dance hall and like this dude was big on it like he had his homie uh rob rob mccall was you know always out he was from new york and he would bring him like dope mixtapes and uh robot on tape yeah, on oh, tape, tape, like mixed, mixed tape, but real oh, mixtape. I remember like, those mixtapes were so yeah. Ill. And 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 this is kind of like how we kind of grew as our little crew because um, what we did was Robot would be like, "Yo, man, I want to order these tapes," because he would just order tapes from the DJs directly. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's like eight bucks a tape or ten bucks a tape, and they'd ship it out. And Rob, anytime he'd go back home, he'd bring him like you know ten new mixtapes or whatever. Hmm. And so Robot was like, "Man, you know this music is just like stuff you can't hear." Like 102 wasn't playing it. Like back in that time, it was like all the dope DJs were on 102. Who Mark started there? DJ yeah. Black was on it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like we had some now people that are in the hip hop scene that are very relevant and and contributing to the scene still were part of what was on Power 102, which is crazy. You know what I'm saying? They they got their roots there, uh, but. The thing was, is the music that we were listening to, nobody had out here. We didn't, I mean, yeah. obviously the internet wasn't around during that time. So we just kind of had to outsource and get our music here. Um, you know, Robot was just fascinated with New York style of living, I guess you could say, like in just the culture. Yeah, for just like music in yeah, general. Yeah, and, and in New general. York. Me and Rick were obsessed East with Coast. New York back then. Yeah. 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 And, and It was like, we just want to go to New York and right. be... B-boys or whatever. Yeah, I mean, part of that whole shit. Yeah, and I mean, like, I know Jesus has said it plenty of times. I mean, like, hip-hop has influenced us because we see people doing it in the music videos and, like, you see and you want to live, you know, like that kind of lifestyle. You're like, you know what? I could kind of relate, but it's it's totally different living on the East Coast versus being on the West Coast or growing up in the Southwest or the South, you know? Uh, So ISM to me was, Robot was like, yo, look, you know, we're, you know, he beatboxed, he, he emceed. You know, we all would write. So, like, he kind of recruited me and my brother, my brother, oh, yes. And um, also uh, Hero, Danny Martinez, and uh, Bash One, Larry. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Steve, uh, Steve Martinez as yeah. well, B-Boy Steve. He's yeah. out in Vegas now. And, um, you know, Steve is, is Art Son's cousin. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that was our little clique. You know what I'm saying? And um, 
we had we had all elements pretty much you know these these guys had skills i i will never claim to have skills graffiti wise you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's not where my talents are i got love for it i appreciate it but i couldn't <laughs> write for shit you know what i mean so <laughs> my my thing was like look i'm i'm going to support this like i i love the music i love uh you know just the vibe and that we can connect together just on some other shit like not just typical what's happening in El Paso now because El Paso like they always say is five years behind the rest of the world you know what I'm saying and and to to an extent it's true but now with the internet of course El Paso is on point El Paso is blowing up like never before there's so many more MCs so many people that are doing other things because we're able to see and do what other people are doing in other cities but Ill State of Mind uh to me was that core group of people because we robot myself, my brother, and Steve. We all lived in in, in a house together. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And we I would we would throw parties. We we actually set up turntables upstairs. We started slanging mixtapes. So like we started ill state of mind mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Robot always had skills with graphic design. I remember so, seeing a flyer for that. Yeah, show. we had mad flyers. When I like, said I remember that, I remember I remember you telling me. I I, don't, I wasn't there. Back word, then, word. I, I saw a flyer through somewhere else. Word. No, yeah. and, and and that's why, because I mean, that's where I got my roots in doing promotion. Because really, Robot was this dope graphic designer. Like he had skills, and I was like, yo, we're, we're representing, man. We got like the dopest music. We've got like a dope, you know, design crew, and then you know, we we got MCs that can rock so we would go and do parties we'd have our own parties throw on beats and just freestyle and then like there was always those kids that thought they can rhyme and yeah. it was it was crazy because you know what i'm saying they, yeah and, and they, they were garbage man you know what i'm saying they were garbage and like i'm not a great rapper i don't never claim to be like i mean i could put words together and make them make sense you're you know right, what I'm saying? Right. And, and 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 but you know going against some of these kids i was like man that got my confidence up because i was like you're Dude. a big daddy Kane versus those guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> saying like some of those dudes were the first people I yeah, heard that could know. actually rap. Yeah. You know? I mean, they weren't Rakim, nah, but they yeah. could actually ride And props and shout outs to the kids that weren't that good either. You know, yeah, we were trying to do other things. Balls. You know, like it started off as a graffiti crew or whatever, but then it became, oh, well, we, like Tito said, you know, we got dudes that can do this, dudes that can yeah. do that. And it just became a little bit more than that, you know? And that, uh, we had that zine for a while. Me and Robot had a zine. Mm -hmm. right. yeah, we did like three issues. Really? Where we just uh, went around the town that's taking, what I had taking pictures. What did it look like? Is it color? We made it Kinko's. Yeah, it was a color. We just took regular yes. sized sheets of paper, folded them in half, and it was That's ahead of your time type shit there. Man. Yeah. I, just, I wanted to do all, a zine back then, but I never did it. It was all graph. Graph art from all over the city. And I would, I, would, I think one time I came back from Oakland with a bunch of flicks. We put some. There's Oakland a handful of dudes in, in the scene of doing, you know, ahead of their time, thinking outside the box type of shit like that. You know, you guys being yeah. some of them. It was like a what a blog would be now. Yeah. You know, because we don't even have paper. the internet. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, man, I used to I have. Mean, I, that's what I, I would saying. write a little column on the every issue talking shit about <laughs> how. <a pastor laughs> that's my point. That's my point. <laughs> Dave, Dave Larock talking shit. No way. No <laughs> way. What? Uh, nah. I don't believe it. Nah. I won't believe it nah. till I see it. Just be truthful on this. this all, I'm, all I'm saying is that's what I was saying earlier. Like our generation, as far as El Paso goes, I mean, you know, we were the ones that kind of laid the foundation for a lot of this counterculture, subculture type yeah. shit. You it's crazy I mean? but because kids, a lot of the people that did that now are still doing it. Yeah, back, did it back then. Some, like you have like some of Rick Robot has his business showing anime. Hardcore. Alfredo, who was in the Flaflas with me, he owns Monarch. You know, um, EC, the DJ I DJ with at Black Market, mm -hmm. he's he's starting a marketing business now that's trying to be better than what it, what everyone does in El Paso. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we're all forward thinkers. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Well, we've all been why. doing this for so long. I th- I think same thing with the guys from you know at the drive-in that own Tricky Falls and everything. Yeah. Like everybody everybody back then that was pushing stuff ahead is still trying to push still stuff one ahead. One thing I've noticed. In a more grown-up way now, you know. Of course. Out of, one thing yeah. I've noticed, though, about El Paso, which is why these kids don't really know, you know, the history is because there's, for whatever reason, I still haven't figured it out. But there's, like, these gaps like there's like there's the scenes doing good and then like there'll be a couple years of like it's like oh not good and then it comes back up and then it goes yeah. back down but if you notice the same people always stay involved yeah well, even in those gaps it's those right. yeah it's those people that still but it's like it the other like more like the supporters or the fans or whatever you want to call them they're the ones that kind of sometimes fall off and then new ones come in blah yeah, blah blah so they, those gaps is what creates that lack of appreciation from the current you know scene appreciating the the ones that started it, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, definitely. But it is what it is. I still haven't figured it out. But either way, we, we keep it moving. Because late in the late 90s, when I started playing, getting back into, got out, not out of hip-hop, but going back into playing music again, that was when one of those lulls kind of ended yeah, for the yeah, scene. exactly. You know? That was when one of those lulls kind of ended and it started kind of coming back. Yeah. As far as live music and bands and stuff like that. It's, and I was like, oh, okay, this is this is going to be my lane again. I'm going to go back to doing yeah. doing music because I played guitar since I was a little kid. Well, since we're on that topic of guitar, talk about the, if you could share your thoughts, man, uh, you know, for the listeners on the on the Flaflas, man. I mean, that was a pretty impactful band, especially for that time. You know what I mean? So if you could just kind of break down the history and yeah, your, I mean, your involvement and where everybody's at now or where you're at now and well, like whatever the, else you want to share. The Flaflas, if you don't know, it was a band that started... Actually, I, it was around before I was even a member. It started, but we all met at UTEP all right. in the 90s, mid-90s. We were all in different bands, and it started, uh, as I believe, as like a three-piece band. And they were more like a punk rock band, you know, just like making stupid songs about your mom. and <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> nah, Stuff kidding. like that. Rest in peace, mom. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, not your, not literally your mom, no, not your mom. He should though. <laughs> hey, get the get the get the band back together, Make just for that song about Jesus's mom. But hey, I, I was in another band at the time. But we used, all, <laughs> we used to all do shows together, and um, at some point they decided to part ways with their guitar player. Um, hmm. Who went on to uh, make another band called Egon, and then after oh, that he that. was in the. More recently, he's been in the Half Breed Lovers. His name's Vic Talamantes. Oh, okay. oh, I know Vic. Yeah, and um, so I kind of jumped in when he left, and then we added. Shout out to Vic. Yeah, and and uh, we added Bobby Becerra on bass, and Jesus Portillo, who was already in the band. He was the bass player. He moved over to play guitar. I remember that guy. And Alfredo Campos so was the drummer. He's now, like I said, he's the owner of Monarch. Nice, um, nice. That was like around nine. I've been. I saw a couple of y'all shows. I know y'all. I didn't know you guys personally, but I, I used to go to like, man, where'd you guys just play? Then she used headquarters, to play headquarters. Headquarters, which is now Cincinnati Bar. Yeah. Did you ever play at the? the I know I seen you, but over there, I don't know if you played either. I don't know. I saw you there or at the old Casa Verde, but uh, we played at Casa Verde a few times. There. But also, I don't know if you guys played at the what's it called up there or not, Texas or used to be where fucking Talacris is now, where you go donate plasma. Oh, wow. oh, the attic! Attic. Did you guys? That's play another that old menu. The attic. They played there as the Flaw Flaws. I used to go there. It was already time. closed by the time I joined them. Oh, okay. Nice. I was in another band at I that time called Second Hand Human. It was more like a punk band. Second anal man. Second Hand Human. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but when, when we when I joined the Flopaws, it was kind of like, okay, we're we're we kind of want to be more of a serious band now. We don't want to be a local band. We want to go on tour. They had already done some small tours and stuff like that. But it was at the time that At the Drive-In was really going hard, is going out on the road for months on end. And it was like, well, we could do that, you know, like, why not try? And if maybe if they blow up, maybe we could blow up behind them, you know, you never know kind of thing. So when I joined, I had already quit college. I had already dropped out of college. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing anything else. I can go on the road for a few months. You guys go on on tour? So we went on tour as soon as I joined the band, almost like we were together maybe like a month and we went on tour. We went our first tour that we went on as the four piece. We went for a month, like I think we went twenty eight days. Damn, that's Damn. good. That's and solid. we tried to play every day. We that's booked solid. a show almost every day. We didn't play every day because shows fall through. Yeah, but that's why we okay. did it. But we made money on that first tour. We came back with money, yeah. and we were like, "Let's go on tour again in August." Like yeah, we went like, right back out. We came. We good. went in June, and then we went right back out in August. One, the second one wasn't as good. Yeah. But, but I just saw you. Yeah, but it was still fun. And then we yeah, just kept, we experience. did it for like five years, you know, just going on the road, coming home, working for a few months. Hold that. Going thought. back on the road. Keep talking. I'm gonna take a piss. If I have to edit this shit and remove the gap, I will. But you guys speak amongst yourselves. You the coronas <laughs> are fucking me up. You want to keep talking about the flop bus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm listening. I'm here. I'm yeah. we're vibing. Tito's the guest. Tito's the host now. Tito's gonna be host for the next five minutes. So now we did that, you know, we, I would come back, work at West for like a few months because you could go there and work and then leave. And, leave. and that's why it works out for me. I'm still there. 15 years <laughs> strong, baby. Well, Tito owns West now. He owns stock. Pretty much. <laughs> they, <laughs> they give him stock every, every paycheck. Hell yeah. <laughs> I put in work, man. Put in work. Steady, steady. So we used to do that. And then um, we... Eventually, that's when the internet started getting bigger, too. So I think we found, I don't know if we found them or they found us, but there was a small label in out of Philadelphia called Break Even Records. And oh, it yeah, was just right. a dude, basically a dude that put out bands, CDs for them. You had to pay for your own recording, but he would pay to put out the actual CD. And so that cut your, cut your costs in half, you know, because you got to pay for the good recording and put out pay to press the right. CD. That's back then it was a lot of money. Now yeah. you could do it at home. It's a lot easier. It's super cheap now. And at the time, even back then there was CD burners, but it, it took a long time to burn CDs. Yeah, and then you were selling burnt CDs and it just didn't look it wasn't professional. professional. Hell no. So this dude would print up professional CDs for you. And so through him, our CD, we came out a few compilation records, record or CDs. And somehow we ended up hooking up with some dudes from Europe over the internet, another band called Casanova Action. And they were like, hey, you guys are good. We're looking for a band that's down to come tour with us because we've never been on tour. And I th- we think we'll do better if there's a band from the States that goes on tour with us. We can get better shows, even if you're unknown. And we were like, fuck yeah, we'll go. <laughs> we'll go to Europe. So they were like, yeah, just pay for your flights. And... And in Europe, it's different. In Europe, if you're on tour, even if you're a small band, most of the venues have a place for you to stay. Nice. Either in the club or a lot of the places are like squats kind of, so you, they have yeah. somewhere to stay. Something. So you don't have to worry about that, yeah. about about um, lodging, I yeah. guess. 
like you do here in the states. When we toured in the states, we slept in the van most of the time. <laughs> we it was a, a lug- van. Yeah, I slept in my car with the mini tour I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a luxury if we had well, enough care. money to get a hotel room or. Maybe we hadn't showered in like three days. It was like, we better get a hotel room. <laughs> uh, about that time. Yeah. Use the facilities. No girls let us stay at their apartment for like three days. Nobody's going to six nine too. you like that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice, man. Yeah, like I said, dropping some knowledge and history for these the kiddos out there and anybody else, man. Just giving the shout outs. Like I said, man, my boy Vic. I mean, but, that's uh, the history of that as far as the band. Yeah. We had some, we definitely had some fun. The parties Time, and stuff. Yeah. I have no... Go ahead. I, no, I, I was just going to say, I mean, one, one of my biggest uh, remembrance of the whole uh, process, because, I mean, I remember Robot was living with the Fla Flas. They had their house and, you know... They he was kind of our parties. graphic artist. Our yeah, yeah, he was, he was their, part their, of the team. Yeah, yeah, he was part of the team. He was the graphic designer. And what was dope was... Because I remember... band also. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he, he, he would always <laughs> tell us, you know, hey, come out, check Didn't out my Didn't you walk boys. in on him getting it on one time in his room? Oh, house? yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, 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 was his room with a curtain on it? Yeah, Robot basically lived in a room smaller than this, like half of this room. The I mean, bed and people can't see it because it's a curtain. Of, yeah, it's like <laughs> a very small room, <laughs> a tiny room. You could very basically he basically fit his bed and his desk with his computer, and that's then you it. could like sit next to it, and, a curtain. and that was it. And I'm then like, he had a curtain. I'm, I'm walking in. I'm like, Robot, what's up with those mixed nuts? <laughs> <laughs> like they're getting what? mixed right now. <laughs> yeah. what? Whoops. No, I, I mean, that house was cool. Problem. It was dope. And I remember they would always have parties. And uh, Dave, well, actually, what's crazy is, from my remembrance, Jesus used to be the DJ at the parties, right? Yeah, we used to leave Jesus in he- control of the music. Jesus would bring out his records. His brother, his, no, his brother had like a hundred CD changer that he gave him. Oh, is that what oh, it was? He used to shit. just throw up. It's <laughs> off. No. You got the hundred CDs, huh? That's so good. It's around. Back in the day. Yeah. CD <laughs> we were like get every cd that you own and we, so that was like fuck it there's like crazy shit in there night ranger just so we could feel it. i mean that's crazy but yeah i remember his Any crazy was, stories with the parties <laughs> yeah I, I, and i was gonna say because i remember you know, we would always, everybody always be at the house. Somebody was partying. And this was in Sunset Heights. Dude. Yeah, Sunset yeah. Heights. Shout, shout to Sunset Heights. Barely starting shout to move out. into Sunset Heights. Maybe nah, you know, in like, that time. I I, I, I mean, I remember. 90s, yeah, it was started cheap. Uh, the gentrifying the gang members out of there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's no, still I, cheap, but back then it was really wild cheap. cheap. Yeah, like, it was mad cheap. No, the I, I remember was on on Yandel. I think six or seven of us lived in that house. It was a two-story house plus a basement. And it was like 800 bucks. So between all of us, it was like a hundred and something bucks a month. I want to go by that place just for nostalgic sake, man. I've been in it and they renovated it. It looks different. Fucking crazy. They knocked down walls. Yeah. And it's nice. Like they even renovated the basement. The basement has like a a little home theater in the basement. It's crazy. I was like, damn, I wish it was like this when I lived here. I mean, mean, talking about crazy stuff. I mean, the the craziest memory that I have of that place, I know they had a party one time. And Jesus was actually uh, DJing. Not this Jesus. Not me, Jesus. The other Jesus. What was his last name? The less cool. Portillo, yeah. I met that guy. He's cool. Yeah. He, he was, he, he broke out his vinyl. Cause I remember he, he brought out the, the record player, you know what I'm saying? And he was playing some records and I remember there was a big ass bonfire in the front of the house and this dude, 
He came, everybody was chilling because it was cold. It was, it was around. You know why he had a bonfire? Because he wanted to buy a goat and cook it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't remember that. How Mexican is he? Yeah, he's pretty Mexican. You might be Mexican if you want to cook a goat outside in your lawn. Yeah, he Yo, wanted. Even though you live in the city. It was it, it was hella cold that day. I remember it had to have been like wintertime, but there was a bonfire in the front. There was mad people here at this party, and everybody was inside, but we got bored, and so like we started the fire. So everybody's chilling outside. We were out there, and I remember uh, Robot was there. My brother was there, and um, it, it was a good amount of people. But here comes Jesus running down the stairs from upstairs, and I mean, you just hear somebody coming down the stairs, and he runs outside, butt naked, man. Oh shit! Butt naked, <laughs> and he jumps over the pit of the bonfire, man. Oh shit! And, and like we're like, what the hell that is going on? That's roasted nuts. <laughs> <laughs> to get naked at parties, he was always getting naked at parties. Always worse that than was like me. His thing. It's a Jesus thing. I don't get naked. I just flash my shit back in the days, back in my crazy days. Don't judge me, people. I've grown up a little bit. I, I think Jesus is taking a couple of pisses while we're in drive-throughs in oh, a bottle. So. Yeah, I've done that a million. I've, my thing is pissing in drive-thrus well, and putting the, the 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 water bottle on the thing where the food they, they give it to. Oh. And I do uh, pissing in girls' restrooms just because I don't. I just do it because I want to. Well, I mean, when you're, on, anymore, though, you know, when listeners. when I was in the flophouse, we used to go me. on tour. We used to keep extra bottles around so we wouldn't have to stop because we're trying to make it to the next exactly. show. You got to pee in the bottle, exactly. man. We don't want to. You don't got to keep blow the over. water bottle, the soda can laying around <laughs> just in case. But then I just flung it around, or I just leave it on the fucking little shelf there with a the drive-through and shit. And I would take pictures of it. I got a couple of <laughs> Instagram. Ah, <laughs> oh, the Instagram was around. Oh, my I know. Fuck. I'm saying now that's a good. I'm gonna idea. fucking reload those shit. I'm gonna scan them. <laughs> it's on a regular camera and shit. But yeah, man, shit, you know, going down memory lane. But let's transition into, I don't know how the fuck I met Dave, probably through Tito. But I'm going to go into the whole uh, bring that beat back, Dave. So I don't know what the fuck. How the fuck did we start that again? (laughs) Where is is that the zone? Well, I'm trying. Bring that beat back for the listeners was a hip hop weekly we did every Wednesday night. We would like a better day, but that's what they gave us because it's underground hip hop. Um, I'm trying to remember, like, as far as I remember, there was a need for that night because... Oh, hip-hop, yeah, of course. There was somebody prior that was doing a Wednesday night, like, just a little hip-hop thing, you know what I'm saying? Oh, we used to do Pearls also. Yeah, Pearls, we... But it wasn't called Bring That Beat Back. No. We started at Pearls, and uh, I remember, well, now it it turned into main event, and now it's like a... Chiropractic. Yeah, it's a doctor's, it, it, office. Yeah, doctor's office, a physical therapy rehab center yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. But right there off of Lee Trevino. History people. That that's where we started. And I remember our growing into that was uh we used to work with uh you know Rafiki, Systematic, and Jazz used to be with them. Jazz with that before group. he moved out and came back. So, so these these cats were and, history. And this this will probably bring David Rock shit. back into the into the mix as well. But yeah. um eighty eight point five or eighty nine point five was the uh KXCR that's the, or, the old, that's the old yeah. K uh, Love. Yeah, it's it worked. K Love is now. It, it used to be uh, Aaron independent. Shit. Yeah, so they had that hip hop show. Hip hop show. Late night. Shout out to Aaron. Yeah, shout out to Systematic and Rafiki. Uh, Rafiki still around. Yeah, th- those cats were they they were the ones that were doing that. These kids were like 16, 17 at the time. Maybe maybe eighteen. I'd be stretching it a little bit, but yeah, like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, they they were young, still in high school, just doing underground hip hop, playing beats over over the airwaves. And uh, I remember it just it got cool, man. Everybody was like tuning in, listening to that. And uh, you know, those kids went to school with my. They were my brother's friends, you know. Yeah. And so um, I remember during that time we were just kind of evolving. We were still repping ill state of mind, like that was our crew. But we were in the I'm transition. I'm waiting for Cheetah to 
to connect it to bring that beat back somehow. Yeah, yeah, it is going to. <laughs> yeah, in the scenic route. And and yeah, so yeah, this is the whole tour. So just teasing, just teasing. Yeah, no. So I mean, we we were in the in the evolution of becoming eye to eye. That's kind of the transition yeah, yeah, of is that. Mm -hmm. So I remember. And going into this, there was somebody that was doing a, like, they, they were trying to hip-hop night, but it wasn't doing really well. So there was a dead period of mm. nobody doing we any kind of hip-hop. Yeah, and then KXCR was taking off the, the radio waves, and I remember Systematic and Rafiki were just kind of, like, hungry Shout and out to jazz. You know what I'm saying? They were, <laughs> they, they were still trying to do something, you know? So we're like, all right, cool. There's a need for this. Let's. Yep. How about if we do this? Because there was the cruise back on uh, Lee Trevino mm. back in the days. The cruise was going through, and that's why we're like, Look, "Gay guys, pearls needs cruising. business, huh?" <laughs> Gay guys cruising. That word cruise just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I remember because we started. It was actually on a Sunday. It, no, no, no. It, it, we started on a Sunday, not an actual Wednesday, but that was our start of kind of yeah. like doing the, you know, hip hop nights like uh -huh. at a, at, a, at a venue. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then it ended up transitioning because, I mean, all the hip-hop heads had come out. We had, like, that's where we met Nice One. Well, that's where it was called Seventh Day. Day Seven. Day Seven. There you go. Yeah, Day Seven. That was, my, that was my biblical influence shit. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Before I was a Christian, I was reading that shit. Day yeah. Seven, son. That's right, because you, you were, like, Day Seven. So we started out at Pearl's, and uh, I remember we met through Poo One. We met Nice One, you know what I'm saying? Because he filled in. We, we worked with DJ Black. And then, you know, that venue ended up closing. So we yep. were out and yep. then they closed the cruise down. So we couldn't do the cruise anymore. So the next transition after a few months, we're like, you know what? We started doing the Wednesday nights. We and we we're like, look, let's just do bring that beat back. Because the whole yeah. idea was. I mean, I'd eyes like cockroaches, man. You're like, you shut us down and we keep coming back with something. Different, you know something different. Because I mean. It's a label. It's a weekly. It's a monthly. It's shows. It's something. Uh, and I have to mention that the name of that night was stolen from my brother's website. Which one? You, you know, and I remember. <laughs> Which one? He, we I, bring I, that I, beat back. Yeah, he that was. was his my he's, brother he's had a website called called Bring That Beat Back. Tito and it was like a blog kind of. We're going to talk about local I, music. I wrote and talk off of his shit. idea. Yeah, and you know, and, and no, you <laughs> know what was crazy? Yeah, no, it's crazy because Jason. And my uh, brother will always bring that up. Yeah, he does. He 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 <laughs> always he always he's like, yo, you you stole my idea. And so I'm if like, I don't mention it, he's gonna get pissed. Yeah, no, it's no. Shout out, shout out, Jason. Tag him on this shit. <laughs> we love you, Jason. We're here for you, man. <laughs> it should be a compliment. Yeah, no, but it should be no. He, and, and true true story, because I remember. I remember one time, like, I mean, I met him, and I didn't know Dave and him were brothers, but I remember Dave was... Because I'm better looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, Dave, guys. It's true. Dave was Ladies. like, he was like, yo, you know, that my brother had that name a long time ago, and you guys ripped, ripped it off, and this and that, and I was like, what? Seriously? And so, like, I checked it out, and I was like, oh, shit, there is actually a blog that's bring that beat oh, back, you know what I'm saying? So it was a coincidence. Because, yeah, it was a coincidence. It's a crazy coincidence. See, because... <laughs> See, we he get saw we, it and we, we we get blamed yeah, for everything. No, you know why? Because I was always the, the thing, and you mentioned Public Enemy earlier. To me, board. that was why I I mean, it was like bring that beat back, bring that beat back, yeah. bring that yeah, beat I mean, back. Common, and so to to me, I mean, it was but. it was a hip hop phrase. So, but my correlation to that was, you know. Everybody kept shutting down hip hop. Bring what we're trying to do, bring back our shit, like bring that beat like back. Zombies and it's shit. like hip hop beats. That's what I'm talking about. So yeah, like, just keeping it I, coming back in it, general. It just it just happened the way it came to me. And Jason, this is Jason from Public Enemy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you know he stole what, it from me because I gave him the name. There you go. You see, <laughs> it comes full circle. So, we book it, exactly <laughs> we right. Dave, just yeah. So, so Dave got to play it. You know what I mean? Which so, is cool. It all it all works out. But no, I mean, because the thing was, I remember. It was just one day, like I was driving and I was cruising. I was listening to a mixtape. I don't. I think it was like a Tony Touch 
mix CD that I had in my ride. And toca. I remember, yeah, toca. toca Loca. Yeah, so I remember <laughs> that the, the tape, the, the CD actually started off with that Public Enemy joint. And I remember because it was just in the transition and, and I was like, oh shit, bring that beat back. It like a light went off in my head and I was like, that's what we need to do. We need to bring that beat back for the people that support hip hop yeah. shit. So that, that I, I kind of. I mean, we have, we have our little meetings and we have discussions about what we should call shit. Sometimes I come up with a good idea, and Tito's like, "Yeah, let's run with it." And then Tito comes up with his ideas. I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds good to me." Yeah, so that's what that's that's the in a and, nutshell. That's what that was. And, and, and I, I mean, mean, it's not surprising a, that we came up with the same idea. No, but yeah, it's a great idea. But it sounds yeah, great, weekly. You great, can't fucking great, front great of that minds shit. think alike. And that's for a blog. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> great, great minds think alike. And for but a mixtape, and I, for a bunch I mean, the thing is, porn movie. Yeah, yeah. Bring that beat back. Bring that comeback. It's a no. <laughs> beatback is a is a is a masturbatory movie. Bring that beat back. Be, beat the meat back. Okay, there you go. There you go. That's I was trying, trying to bring, I was trying to full circle. Yeah, you did. Right. I came out. There you go. I you saw got light it. at the end of the tunnel. You got it in. That's what no. she said. Yeah. <laughs> so so the thing was is I mean to me and and I've always grown up hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So there's no biting allowed. You know what I mean? So to me. That would have been a so contradiction of myself, you know what I mean? Of yeah, what yeah. Every, so to me, well, I, and that's why to me, I, I, I never, I've never really paid it any mind because I'm like, yo, you know, I mean, I, if you are doing a blog, I see that you are doing a blog now, but that's that, irrelevant. I know, but, the... but but no, but here's the thing, and I mean, on that, Jason wants to fight you. <laughs> nah, Jason's good. He's good. <laughs> no, but I mean, it was funny because you know, I mean, great great minds think alike, and and you know, that idea came out, and to me, if I knew somebody else had that. I would have just went. When did we direction. start bringing that beat back? Though was that the zone? Yeah, officially, right? Yeah, officially. Was I, that the I zone. got hired to work with. Long Vince. story short, I'm burping, but my homegirl, well, my homegirl's family is having Sweet Sixteen, the MTV, MTV shit. They were oh, doing it I there, bro. They did at the zone. I was there. That was my first day. I remember but that. My homegirl, that was her cousin. <laughs> so my first day of training, not really training, but showing me the place, was like the day of that shit. And I met, what's his name? What's that little dude's name? Uh, Frank. Frank, yeah, yeah. The, and I, they showed me the place, and they, they wanted to hire us. They wanted because also based on the Bring That Beat Back. But uh, yeah, the zone, guys, If you, for, for the ones that don't know, is uh, Tricky Falls, Buoy Feathers Upstairs. We did a hip-hop night, underground hip-hop. Again, dropping more knowledge and history on you guys. Uh, Tito and I, and who else spun there? It was uh, Massa Pia. What the fuck did they come to? Systematic played. Systematic. Oh, yeah. A well, bunch of motherfuckers Ignacio, played. Ignacio. Ignacio. Ignacio and fucking Aaron. And Aaron started. But it was uh, Catalyst, bro. Also. Catalyst, my yeah. My boy Catalyst. Yeah. Catalyst was like my favorite. Chris. Chris. And then we had Dave LaRock. You spun at the zone too, right? Yeah, yeah. We had uh, DJ Abe, Mo. Abe, right? DJ Abe Mo. Abe. Abe DJ Mo too. He was a little fucking snot-nosed yeah, teenager. Moses was like, yeah, Coming around, fucking asking to get on. I'm like, yeah, you got to get on early. You know, and, then and boom, boom, uh, boom. your boy from the Giants, uh, uh, bless Les one, yeah, yeah one there. Yep. nice so. one spun there. You know, like it was, it was, it was a good roster. I think even Mark X spun with us yep. one time. Yeah, Mark people X were asking you. to get on that. Show. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was dope because it's just the the concept and it was. Where Bowie Feathers is at now? Yeah, people, the, the you kids on uh, on uh, El Paso Street. So they yeah, you know just say Bui, Chicky Falls Bowie Feathers upstairs. Go. They know what the fuck. As trendy kids, you know, right? <laughs> so no, that was good times. I mean, and then and then you know, Vince Vince ended up selling off the business, and uh, it moved to uh, he was opening at Bungalow Four Twenty, right? And nah, where, what where the fuck was that shit Capones? Called? It was it's Capones. 
Yeah, but he was opening oh, up I the downstairs. Oh, I forgot we did it there for a Yeah, yeah we did, but it wasn't called that, was yeah, it? Yeah, Bungalow 420. That's what he was calling it. Wasn't it the mix or some shit? Nah. What's that then? I don't know. <laughs> That's something else. Because it, 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 it was too long. It was Capone's, but the, there was a downstairs, remember? They had the logo. That's where I met. The, the logo was his martini glass. That's where I met the DJ for Saul, um, Saul Williams there. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Saul Williams. Was, I have the yeah, pictures. We were opening up for, I have the picture nine for Nine Inch Nails. And it was, I remember it was I have the pictures. Dead. They it was a really dead night, and I was DJing. And they showed up. And I was like, man, I'm bored. I'm going to see how many songs I could play in a row about Brooklyn. Nice. So I was like just trying to play songs about Brooklyn. Oh, and you're this dude, that right? Yeah. Nice. This dude came up to me. He was like, are you from Brooklyn? I was like, no, you noticed what I was doing? He was like, well, yeah, I'm a DJ. So I kind of picked up on yeah, what I got Yeah, I got the pictures, man. He was like, I'm Saul Williams DJ. I was like, oh, that's crazy. I was like, I'm, wor- I'm working they at the, the Nine Inch Nails show tomorrow. Yeah, they probably went to eat at the tap they were or something. at the tap with the people. Yeah. I don't know their names, but you probably know them that they're these popular kids they were with them yeah at the tap and they came over because we were right there yeah so i was and like they were yeah, loving man. it though i was like yeah well i'm working at that nine inch nails show tomorrow i was on the i was on the film crew because they filmed the nine inch nails hmm. dvd here in el paso all right and i was on the film crew and he was like oh word well holler at me when you when you're there in the building i was like yeah cool cool so i went i hung out with him backstage for a while he gave me some records and stuff he was a cool dude nice. he was really like cool. one of the first brooklyn black hipsters that i had ever met this yeah, is like he a mohawk and shit. yeah he had a mohawk he was like the first blipster they were <laughs> damn blipsters <laughs> fucking everything up because this uh, was like 2003 no, they were being really cool i was stoked because like I, I know i know saw williams yeah it was about oh four oh five nah oh three yeah it was around there I, so that was before there was that many hipsters and he was like a black hipster yeah, <laughs> but that's New York shit though. That's nothing. Like for El Paso, that's like a crazy thing. But like to the big cities, that's nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you know how it is. Yeah, you're not even from here, so like you know how it is. But El Paso, we're a little bit behind. So when we see that, we're like, oh shit. But it's Saul Williams. I'm familiar with Saul Williams. So when I saw him, I was like, oh shit. I got the pictures, man. I don't know who the fuck took a picture of them, but I did. You got one too, no? Yeah, yeah, I did. You guys think you guys got one too? I don't even remember. I have them, bro. Have like any. I'll look from. I'll look them up. Yep. So there was that. Where did we go after that? We oh, we were at a Panache. Panache. Yeah, Panache was the last, Panache. the last joint that we did. Panache, and then we did the Sunday nights there too. It was like more mainstreamy type. Yeah. We had Dave, and we had Mo spinning yep. over there. That was pretty ill. So that's how I got to know this dude a little bit better, Dave LaRock here for the listeners. And then of course, Chewy Baton. Uh, <laughs> Chewy Baton. <laughs> Chewy Baton, guys. Well, hey, now that we're on that tip, since it's on my list here of notes, let's talk about. The names and the origin of the names. I know Dave, and I haven't talked to him in a while. That's why the podcast is so special right now. But I know this guy is Dave LaRock. What inspired that name? Um, Scott LaRock from Scott LaRock. It had to be right. BDP. All right, all right. I think um, they used to have a radio, like a college radio station at UTEP, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna start a hip hop show. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be Dave LaRock. Actually, I was, I was like, I'm gonna be DJ LaRock. Well, hey, or just LaRock. And that also came from my boy Skew because he used to call everybody, yo, what's up? He would call you by whatever your nickname was, yo, you know, whatever LaRock. He would always add LaRock to that. So I was like, that's gonna be my DJ name. And then the guys from the Flawflaws, who I was already friends with, they thought it was the most hilarious thing ever because they're assholes. So they were just like, like yeah, Dave LaRock. Dave LaRock. What's up, Dave? So they just called, started suck. calling me Dave LaRock. I mean, it was cool. It was, it was and that was before I was like a DJ DJ. Like, you know, it was just 
playing songs. You're just a little yeah, pebble. Yeah. That's why it surprised <laughs> yeah. me when I saw him spinning for the first time because I was like, I knew him as the guitarist of the Flaw Flaws. And I was like, I, I mean, he surprised me. He still surprises me with the music that he plays. Oh, he's a, he's a music lover yeah, and connoisseur in general. Dope. That's what's dope because he's still with it. But I mean, I was always remembering at the Flaw Flaw parties, I don't remember Dave ever playing the music. It was always Jesus that would play the music. And then it was years later when we started doing the Bring That Beat Back. And Dave, I was like, man, this dude actually knows his music like some dope shit. So I had but, I had a different. But now he's Chuy Vuitton. <laughs> <laughs> Explain that Chuy one. Vuitton. Well, and okay. What are you spinning at now? Well, first of all, like the way yeah, I started DJing, the, the nobody knew I was a DJ because I wasn't a fucking DJ. <laughs> uh, but when the band broke up, every, how do you The band broke up and everybody moved except for me. And I was like, damn, I don't even have any that many friends now. I. Oh, the band man. was like my family. Oh. <laughs> Tito was waiting for your call. Like, <laughs> I was, was waiting for his USPS. He was in the shower crying so nobody oh. could tell he was crying. Bleeding from the butt. Like, oh, drippy. Oh, drippy, dog. Tito position. Where Monarch is now used to be another bar that was around for a long time. Let me ask you this. Are you related knows. to Louis Vuitton? <laughs> <laughs> I'm his Mexican cousin. <laughs> So, <laughs> I used to hang out at that bar, Dito, and uh, I think my birthday was coming up. And um, the owner there, Mike McDallas, he now works for El Paso like County Coliseum. Name. Yeah, Mike, Mike McDallas. McDallas. And uh. he was like, yeah, "If you want, we we had like similar taste in music as far as like soul and funk and even old school hip hop." He was into which Mike is this again? Mike McDallas. He has long hair from T Lounge. Yeah, yeah, I think so. yeah, same dude. Yeah, yeah. I'll, he was the owner of Dito. <laughs> yeah, I remember that guy. <laughs> so he was like well if you want to have let's have your birthday party here and we'll dj me and you oh and, you guys just dj and we'll soul, what's soulmatic it? yeah he was like yeah we'll we'll do that and uh just for your birthday i was like yeah that's cool like i'm never dj'd before but i'll give it a try i'll bring some <laughs> records and some cds so we did it and it blew like i made flyers and i was like oh i might as well promote it i made she flyers and i put them everywhere and yeah, the first cool. night was like super popping like it was one of the most probably not, I don't want to say one of the most popular nights I ever had at Dito, but it was up there, you know. It was, oh, yeah. Especially for a weeknight. Because back, was then, back then, they were only open on weekends, and yep. it was one of the first times that they opened on a Tuesday night. Tuesdays. And it yep. was like, yep. it More knowledge crazy. for the more history for the kids out there. Yeah. Tuesday nights, Dito. Yeah. Soulmatic. And, and pop shit. And, and so it was so good that and he soul. was like, let's do this. Let's do it again. And I was like, I don't know, man. I'm not really a DJ. He, I was like. He's we're like, no, mixing no. and blending, but you're playing records. Yeah, I was just playing. Yeah, good shit. And he, he was like, "No, let's just do it, man. I, I, it's we'll have fun." I'll give yeah, you, it sounds like my conversation with money. girls. Come on, <laughs> let's just do it. Let's just, just do it. it. He's like, "I'll give just you some tip. money." Just a tip. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I was like, well, how about if we do it once a month? You know, I don't want to do it every week. Let's do it once a month." So it's he was like, "Okay, cool. Enough. Let's do it in a month." We did it a month. The next month, it got bigger, and then he was like, "We." We got to keep doing this. I was like, okay, cool. Then I was like, well, shit, I better learn how to DJ because, so, you know, hey, there by was the way, the like... coincidence is it, it also takes me a month for it to get a little bit bigger. Yeah. That's how long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, there was already like hipster DJs that were DJing yeah. just all vinyl yeah. and not really mixing. Yeah. So I could have done the same thing. That's what that place is known for. Yeah. And I could have done the same thing. To be honest. But. Being that I was already also into hip hop and not just you into the, all the, the hipster respect. stuff, I was like, I gotta learn. I, I need to learn how to mix. Hip hop, you gotta. Blame. Yeah, so I started really trying to teach myself how to mix. Yeah. 
yeah. on vinyl and learning that's how to. And, it, to you, and I was, and it was mostly soul and fucking only a little bit of hip hop. And that's harder because it's props. all live drums. And it was like, fuck, I don't the know. Timing how to do this. is off. I was like really trying. And then um, that's around the time that I met Chris Catalyst. Mm-hmm. And he had like the very first technique. Technique CDJs. Oh, and I was like, nobody knows about oh, them. I could learn on this without fucking my records yeah. up. So Scratching that's how I started to get better. And like just through being a musician, I think it makes it easier to learn Shout how to, to be Catalyst. a DJ. So I got a lot of people. Pooh Hef was one of the people that told me he's like, dude, I can't believe how fast you're learning how to DJ. Because you know music even makes sense. And I was, you know, and then that's around the it time hard. we were doing that Tuesday. And then that summer we decided, okay, let's make it a weekly because it's doing so well yeah. as a monthly. And then we started doing the two dollar drinks on Tuesdays. $2 and after Tuesdays? that, everybody nobody had two dollar drinks on Tuesdays, yeah, and that's like what everybody does style. now. Yeah. And now after that, Cincinnati bar had more history for you guys because we were us later. Out, we had a line out the door to go to Soulmatic yeah. for that that whole yeah. summer. Yeah. It was popping, and then that's around the same time that you guys came with the idea of bringing that beat back. And yeah. you guys, Tito was like, "I didn't know you DJ. We're starting this night. Yeah. You should come do it." I was like, "Yeah, if yeah, my voice... I remember that specifically." Yes. And I was trying to get. Catalyst and Abe into a night too because it, that night was Abe. already set. It was me and Mike on Tuesdays. You know that was we needed some more it. spots. So I was like, yeah, if my boys can come play, like let's do it. We're down, of course. Yeah, and that's how that all started. The whole bring that. And so I, I never even intended to be a DJ, and now I've been doing it for ten years. Yeah, this January that's, that's was props to you. This January so was learn that shit. This January, my birthday was. The 10th year anniversary of that first Soulmatic, which oh, was the first shit. time I ever DJ. Shout out to Dave LaRock. You should have done a Soulmatic anniversary. Yeah, I know. We really should have. It's still not too late. It's still not too late. Yeah, it's pretty fucking February, man. Yeah, we can still do it. That'd be dope. Mike's a really busy guy now because he's kind of like the manager of the El Paso County Coliseum. Oh, really? So. It's hard to does, get. Does he get own, with that own view, anything but... now? Any uh, venues? Right. No. My memory of that, and I'll just real quick, quick story. <laughs> One of our first, pretty much the first. Uh, show that we promoted as far as national acts bringing people down. Yeah, we never meant to do that. We we're like MCs, <gasps> and that turned into promoters, but only of local shit to put on our put our crew on. But like all of a sudden, because the I just grew to this fucking huge monster at that point. Yeah, and again to you fucking kids that don't know fucking I Productions, fucking people knew what was up. This is before the internet it was yeah. like so big. So when people were traveling through, they knew they had to know who to call. So people, right. would, people would say, well, call Tito Jesus. I, I, I got the call from AWOL 1, and it was AWOL 1 and Z-Man. And we did it there at the fucking T-Lounge. The lounge. That, was, that was one of our first shows. <laughs> Mike was so mad because everybody tagged up the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, he, he tagged the shit that, out man. of it. But he banned us. Matic too, at Somatic too, he would be like, he banned us. People that come into this are fucking tagging the But my point is this. I'm not dissing Mike. I'm just saying, the T-Lounge. <laughs> 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 the T-Lounge. You know what I'm saying? Like, tile, I mean, it's, tile a, it's like your house. You know, you I know, I get it, I get it. But that gives you, that shit gives a character though. Yeah, like tile, like linoleum yeah, shit. Know, know. That's just and how, beat that's up how those walls. dudes are though. Uh, yeah, I'm not hating. I'm just saying we got banned from there. Our first show, <laughs> your first show, you got banned. Yeah, I mean, it was, it a, bad was, show, it was a good show. It was, it was a, a bad, bad show. show. Going back to the DJ name thing though, like I mean, like I said, I just fell into DJing. Like I didn't mean to be a DJ. So I was like, well, shit, what am I going to... I got to call myself something, you know? You can't oh, just put shit. on the flyer DJ Dave. That DJ sounds Dave. Now it is. Now that's cool. Yeah. He's, he's your real name. I get... Yeah, but my name's lame anyways. Dave. Dave LaRock. It's like super generic. DJ Dave. Dave. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just... Everybody still calls me Dave LaRock, so I'll just be Dave LaRock. Gave the cock. <laughs> that's a good... You so, be on the giving end. You don't want to be yeah. on the receiving end. Of and then I was heavy into playing soul and breaks, so I was like, uh, let me come up with something that has soul in it. Name is Soulmatic. 
as the I, Latin. I, I thought that I was can't a use, dope as I can't use that name I because it's all soul. of us. So then cool. some people, uh, there's still some people that know me as Dave Soul even because I had that Soulmatic night. There's still people that call me Dave. Oh, Dave Soul. What and I got the my first DJ gig out of outside of that Soulmatic night. You guys, keep it going. Keep it going. Mike, Mike also gave to me because at the time yeah, he, he was the DJ. He was the DJ at O2 on Fridays. And if you don't, if some people might not remember O2 is now where Corner Tavern is in Cincinnati right, Bar. Right, right. And back in the days, that was like the main spot on Cincinnati Bar. Like we, we used to have a line around the corner. And he was tired of DJing there. He was like, you know what? I'll give you that night. You can just take it over. I was like, cool. I don't know, man. I'm not really a DJ. He's like, nah, you could do it. Just go do it. You're all right. You <laughs> yeah, can hold it down. Just go. So I was like, fuck, okay. So I started doing every other Friday there. And that night was already popping, but it got better after that. And I think I was one of the first. I don't want to say I was the first, but I was one of the only DJs at that time that wasn't afraid to play hip hop. In that setting, in the Cincinnati area, yeah, in yeah. that setting, and the owners, because a lot of times the owners were afraid of it, because of the, the crowd, crowd, the supposed yeah. crowd that it attracted. But that night wasn't promoted as a hip hop night. It was just the night. It was Friday night, you know. So I was like, I'm gonna play whatever I want to play, and mostly everybody was playing house music at the time. And then back then it was hard. I like house music, but back then it was hard house that was really popping, mm-hmm. and I cannot stand hard house. And I hated some of some of the local DJs that would play that back then. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna name names because they're people I'm cool with now, or at least you know I'm nice to when I see them, even though I think they probably have name shitty names, taste in music. Names. I think a lot of them have ba- really bad DJ taste in music. Face. <laughs> <laughs> but DJ Nutsack. but you know back then no one was really playing that hip hop stuff, and I I think I feel like that night got a little bit even more popping based on that, you know, and a lot of people know. Uh, back then, the crew that worked at O2 are people now that are known Dude, as staples as far as nightlife. Day, you know, uh, people, a lot of people know Chris Terry. He was the bartender there. He was one of the main bartenders there. He's now a DJ also nice. uh, with Business Casual. And What's Business Casual? Business Casual is a, a three-man crew. Uh, C. Terry, um, Pretty James, who a lot of people also know. Is he pretty for uh, real? Though? He's a pretty motherfucker. Is he? <laughs> I want to meet him now. He's actually not. <laughs> I want to hold his hand for a couple of seconds. That's called a handshake, guys. Get your fucking minds out of the gutter. <laughs> and uh, Orly, a lot of people know Orly also. Um, he's he's been in the house music scene for a long time, and he does a little bit of everything. But Bring so that. then I was like, uh, and I was still trying to come up with names at that time. I was like, damn, you know, I'm not really feeling this whole Dave LaRock thing. I I was. And then I had on my MySpace page. This is how long ago it was. I know my history. MySpace page. Nuggets. You, you know, on the top where you would put your name? Yeah. And it would have your name, Tito D or whatever. I, mine mine said, Dave is for the children. Yeah, I remember because that old, shit. Because old Dirty Bastard I remember that shit. Was, is like my hero. Like, I want to be, I want to live my life like yeah. Old Dirty Bastard. I have tried to pattern my life. food stamps and shit. <laughs> like, I want to be rich and on food stamps. Yeah. And, and, and impregnating a lot of ladies. Yeah. And then I just want to die. You already do that as a DJ. <laughs> oh. So I was like, and if people don't remember, Old Dirty Bastard yeah. crashed the Grammys, and he was like, Wu Tang's for, for the, the children. children. So I was like, okay, Davis for the, I put Davis for the children, but it was a joke. It wasn't meant to be my DJ name. I remember that. And then one night, I would think I was DJing with Pooh at Panache, and he got on the mic. He was like, yo, Davis is for the children's in the house. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, that's my DJ name. <laughs> 
shit. I was like, that's a dope name. I'm not Davis shitting on the children, Tom, but <laughs> I was like, yeah. La Rock and the children ones. Now better, I'm going to be yeah, Davis the, for the children. Some, and then I changed it to the notor- it Notorious DI4TC. <laughs> that one I don't remember. Is it, was, on, is it on MySpace also? Also. like I was like, oh, the Notorious DI4TC. Yeah, I remember the DI4TC part. And then, yeah, and I kept that for a long time. I was like, okay, that's going to be my name, DI4TC. Davis for the children. I've always known him as Notorious D.I.C. Oh, <laughs> notorious for giving or receiving? A little bit of both. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Let's talk after this podcast. So Let's I had that for numbers. a long time. And then into the Twitter days. Because I was always... I'm always trying to promote myself through social media. Even from the very yeah, early days. Like, I was, <laughs> I've always been on that. <laughs> so, hey. and then... The whole Chewy Vuitton thing came about because I was working. I moved. I was working DC for a while because I went back to it's school. It's so clever. And I was working DC, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, one of the things I need to do while I'm on the East Coast is buy a fake Louis Vuitton wallet because oh. back in the days on all the old record covers, you would see the rappers yeah. with the Louis Vuitton shit that you could tell was fucking truck. The stitching. Yeah, it was bullshit. A lot of it. Some of it was real, the Gucci stuff and yeah. shit like that. But then they had Nikes with like Louis Vuitton logos. It's like, come yeah. on, that ain't real. <laughs> hey. And I was like, what's more legit? The only thing more legit would have a real have a real one, but Points you're more for effort. street if you have a fake Louis Vuitton. Yeah, or something. that's what makes it. So street. I was like, I'm a. I went on a mission and I found a fake Louis Vuitton wallet downtown DC, and I was like, man, you know, in downtown El Paso they have like Reebok yeah. and like fake Fabu, yeah, and shit like that. I was like, well, what would you call a fake Louis Vuitton? Chewy Vuitton. And I was like, oh shit, that's my now new DJ know, name. Now you know, people, the history of the name. When you go hear him spin, yeah. you know where the fuck And then the after that, from. after that, I was like, oh man, this, I can keep coming up with more and more and more names. <laughs> that's, a, that's such great marketing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Start I think, honestly, I think that's one of the reasons a lot of people don't know who I am in El Paso. Is exactly. Funny, even a, though I played some really popping Keep changing your stuff. damn name. I, was, I mean, like I said, O2, that was the biggest Friday night in El Paso for a while. Yeah. And people don't know who the so fuck mad the DJ is because the they didn't have a name. The bring that beat back. And because and I, I would always say my guys, guys. Like, yeah, He's like Batman the guy? and shit. Who, the no ninja. one knows. Hey, when, when they walk into place and they see him, I mean, he has Sometimes. a face. He has a face you can't forget. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> true. <laughs> but, I want to put this fucker's picture. I'm a face for radio. I want to put your names on that shit. <laughs> but it should be very forgettable. <laughs> oh man, I wish I could. It's fucking haunting me in my. So fucking now I got nervous. like I'm like Chewy Vuitton, aka Stanley Coke Brick. Oh shit. <laughs> aka <laughs> David Copperfield. 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 A slave of well, Copperfield. I've seen you in that mode a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, baby. Now we're talking. I I'm mean, I have a plethora office. of names. Especially when the girls come and ask for a request at, uh, what is it, Palomino. I mean, Copperfield. <laughs> yeah. He turns into to David Copperfield. Hey, so what uh, what what gig is you got right now, man? What gig right now, Where can people check you out? Right DJ now, wise? I'm doing Friday nights at Black Market. <laughs> That's tonight, people. With my boy EC Selector. Um, and then Shout out to EC Selector. I do night moves at Palomino on Saturday nights. That's the night moves. Okay, cool. Uh, I've been yeah, there. that night's called Night Moves. Palomino. I was doing it for area, Cincy area, people. Yeah, that night started with me and my boy Nice One. Yeah. And um, shout out to Nice One, a, a, amazing DJ. But he moved to Georgia. Yep. I'm sure he's gonna be uploading mixes to the internet. According, he Hell said he's yeah. gonna stay on his. That's grind, my favorite so DJ. He's an amazing DJ, and I was always. That night to me was more about getting people to come out and see him. Like I was always like, come yeah. see this DJ because he's moving and he's really good. I was always trying to promote 
Shout out to Nice One. EC Selector. Is that where you're spending it mostly right now? Those, Those are my spots? two nights because now I have like a regular full time job. I've joined oh. the legit world. He's all growing. He's growing. He's all growing up now. Yeah, yeah but ladies, the DJ just keeps pulling me back in. So, you know, we'll make some extra money on the side. I've been, I don't want to say blessed, but, you know, I'm you lucky to same have the, yeah, same thing. Semantics. To have that outlet that where I can still be creative. And also make money on the side yeah, if I need to. Because, yeah. you know, I was, entrepreneurial I was an artist for so long. That was all I wanted to be, an artist, be a musician, be whatever, you know. But I wanted to be a professional at it. You know, I yeah. didn't want that to be my... High quality, high yeah. standards. So I was I was always willing to work shitty jobs to focus on being an artist. music and the fucking and DJ. At a certain point, you have to realize, like, okay, I'm not going to be a fucking rock star. <laughs> come. Yeah. Hey, so, but you know what? But luckily, I already work. had half of my education done. I went you back and I finished work. school. And I was, but when you're first starting out a career, you're not going to be making the same, oh, of course, that type of money. So I'm barely starting on my. What are you studying career. for? I've I'm finished with school, but oh, for what though? I went to school for communication. Hey, anybody listen to this? Communication. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is, but Dave the Rock here. I'm, I'm in journalism right now. I'm trying to move oh, into like, more like sure. marketing and stuff, advertising, but um. You know, I'm. It's nice to have that second income. Yeah, of course. And I so can you still, me? I'm jealous, bro. And even though, uh, I know how to even spend a little bit, but I mean, I never dedicated myself. Yeah, forward. and even though, like, maybe the people in the city at large don't know. Oh, Chewy Vuitton, that dude's been a DJ for oh. ten years. The owners, but, the bar owners, do know me. Can I tell you? You know, this, bar though? owners still know me, and they know as that a, I'll, I can bring in a crowd, and I can hold yeah, a crowd, of and I can still get hired. But as a promoter, so, can I tell you this? There's, I mean, I know you have your school in, and I'm not even, I'm just putting my two cents, but you could promote a little bit more, a little bit better. Um, I, my whole thing has always been, I'm a DJ, I'm not a promoter. Yeah, yeah. but it's, social media has changed everything, bro. <laughs> I mean, I think I push, I push not, night moves not, pretty it's not, hard. It's not for the, can I be honest with you? <laughs> if you add me I've on never, Instagram. And I'm a, I live on Facebook. I've never seen a night moves fucking promotion. Then you're not looking at Facebook. I live on Facebook. It's on there I live all on the time. it. I live on it. Wait, are you guys friends on Facebook? We barely became friends. That's, That's my point. Why. Okay. Yeah, but there's people that aren't my friends that know about our shows. Also, I don't use Facebook. I'm to, just saying because you got skills. Also, I don't use Facebook to promote that much because I feel like I'm not saying for the venue. I'm not saying for the night. I'm saying for yourself to brand yourself. No, I agree with you, but I think that first of all, Facebook is dying. So, mm. so, and the other thing is, a if lot of people is, get annoyed. Well, no, because a lot of younger people aren't people really enjoying Facebook anymore. Well, they like the Twitter. Or using, exactly. Like, if you go on my Twitter, it's only, it's only Chewy Vuitton on Twitter. There's my Facebook not my is name. Still pretty... And Instagram, it's pretty much all Chewy Vuitton. So, like, all the time. Facebook is like, a new MySpace or what? <laughs> I think Instagram is everything. But you know what back in the days? Oh, yeah. Facebook uh, is definitely, it's already proven. Remember when people were kids were still on proven. MySpace? Facebook is dying. Kids were on MySpace and they would say Facebook is for old people. Facebook will never fucking, go away at this the point. The fucking kids came to Facebook. It was like, fuck you guys. Facebook's cool. Facebook will never go away at this point, but it's hey, but not what it was. And people aren't joining it at the rate that, they're, that they used to, especially younger people. Yeah, even me. I mean, I've had to join Twitter recently because... I don't use Facebook to promote. are on that shit. I might post like from Instagram to but Facebook like a flyer or you something. You know what's cool about it is that... I try not to... I'll tell you this though. Event pages, bro. Now, granted, you're going to get a lot of people ignoring your invites, but there's exactly. a lot of people that actually do look at them. They, really they do. do. And I do make invite event invites if I'm doing something event special. Page? Like for Saturday night, tomorrow night, we're doing still Side Moves Saturday. I'm saying. 
Tomorrow yeah, night we're doing Side Moves Saturday. I don't have an event page. I saw that flyer because of poop. I don't have an event page for Night Moves because it's a weekly. And I'm, I don't want, I just don't want that's to inundate true. people that's every weekly. week. That's weekly. That's true. You know, I've that's had true. so many people are like, I don't give a fuck about your DJ night. Hey, well, and post I it on my page. <laughs> post it on my page and I'll fucking share it. But I always, on Twitter and Instagram, every week there's something about night moves. Let's let's uh, move the fucking focus back to Tito over here, man. Uh, and you can Tito. follow me on Instagram and, and, and we're at, at Chewy underscore Vuitton. And we're definitely going to give you an opportunity at the very end to reiterate that shit. Because I do at the, at the end, I fucking do. I probably let you guys plug your shit. But... I want to fucking talk about because we're at the one hour and 15 minute mark, which is plenty. All right. And I want to see, I want to talk about Too Zany, man. And I want to talk about Tito's role in that. Okay. If you can share your thoughts on that. And of course, talk about the upcoming shows. But what's your role in that? I know you're involved in that. Just for the people, just so the motherfuckers know. Okay. How we do. I right. eyes involved. I got the hand in a bunch of shit. Well, I mean, it, it, Too Zany really started out from, it used to be slow motion entertainment. I don't yep. know if you remember yep. that. Yeah. All right. Of course. So, um, Basically, when we were making the transition, uh, you know, doing our eye to eye stuff, you know, we've I mean, always talked about back this. In the days when yeah, we've we we've talked the about beating us well, and Karis was. yeah, because because they they've brought. I mean, the history on slow motion entertainment, which is now too zany. My partner's Thomas and them from Albuquerque. Um, they brought you know all the shows that were at E nine, which was a side uh, bar, I guess you'd say to one hundred and one. Uh, Dorgan, Joe Dorgan. Own and ran that, and Al, yeah. Al Frank was part of that as well. Um, but Karis One was Area was there. 51. Area Fifty One, yeah, that's right. It changed to Area Fifty One. Um, but Karis One, the Beat Nuts, the Arsonists were there. Um, I mean, there was mad shows that they were doing uh, downtown, and then those that venue closed. More so history for you guys. I remember Slow Motion ended up moving over to um, what was it called? Uh, where where uh, Lotus is now. Um, Valari, Valari, yeah, Valari. So he was working with York and them back then. Chris Hate, Chris Hate was there at the time. So uh, a lot of these shows were coming through. I remember the Calicom tour Cali with Com, Dell, Dell. Uh, you know, Motion Man. I, I, I can't remember people uh, on the stairs. Oh, it was Lifesavers, not people on the stairs. But, too, but they came on a different. Yeah, it was a different joint. show. So we I also mean, had the Living Legends idea. Yeah, and then also I they. I, got in a fight I, I remember somewhere. one of the best ones. <laughs> Was uh the the root show was one of my favorites. It was, was where Tricky Falls the is zones. now. Yeah, in, was, the, it the in zone the was it the zone yeah. yet though? So, uh, at that time, was it still no, it was the escape or whatever the fuck escape. Palace? It was escape. It was escape at the oh. time. So, oh no, no, I'm sorry. It was the palace. It was palace. the palace because, yeah. but yeah, the the history for slow motion. More history. I, for you I guess uh, my boy Thomas. They've been doing. He's got a real big heart for like underground upcoming music and. Of he started it in Albuquerque, and that's what he sees as the potential in El Paso, what Albuquerque was before. Because Albuquerque now is popping. Like, you go yeah. out there, the show's popping. So, I guess in in, in retrospect, I guess the, the way to put it in perspective for people out here is what SMG is doing for the electronic music scene is what Thomas kind of did for the hip-hop and then just in music scene in general in Albuquerque. Because I, I believe we have more people in the population in El Paso versus Albuquerque. We're a bigger city, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when it comes to their music scene, they get more shows than yeah. us. They're constantly like it's pretty diverse out there. Sunshine Theater and uh, Launchpad, and uh, you know, there's a few other spots that are doing live shows. I mean, Sister Bar, Sister Bar. They they all came about because Thomas and his Hill crew Fest, concert series. They they started doing um they started doing shows just like the love and passion that we have for doing shows and making sure that we keep things busy so that people don't get bored and you know defect from supporting hip hop. 
that's what Thomas did because, you know, him and I talk a lot on, you know, like how I remind him a lot of how he was in Albuquerque, what he did, where the passion's there and just, you know what, whatever it takes to make these shows come together. So I met Thomas through Maggie. You remember Maggie? Yeah, I met, I mean, yeah, they had, I forgot his name because I'm drunk right now, but they had a dude they would send down here that I met. Right yeah, yeah, the dude with the beard, shit. he had a little beard. It's like a little white dude. I can't, Marky Sam or, or Sam some, or some something shit. Benny or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Benny. It was Benny. One of those shits. I yeah. don't know what the fuck. But they, I don't they, think he talks to him anymore. But they, they had a he's dude. the dude that came out here was like the initial dude. Right. But I think they had a falling out. I don't know. I don't know all the facts. Right, right. Because he's not with wrong, them anymore. Yeah. Right. But he's the guy I met when they right. were bringing Kara's one and they, they, they called right. out of eye, of course. Right, right. And right. You know, I was with them out there fucking putting up posters and shit. Right. Yeah, no, and, and I mean, that's pretty much the involvement because our foot in the door really started with Maggie because they connected with Maggie doing the shows. You remember at Wasted Generation, I believe was the 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 venue there was a there, that's where I really met Maggie there was a uh, Zion I was performing yeah, and Boom Bat Project, Boom Bat Project. Uh, Foreign Legion Foreign Legion was there as well and I, not acrobatic I'm trying to think who else was there it was Foreign Legion it was uh it's the fourth one Zion I somebody else I don't fucking know back then I'm trying to remember too AC alone was a different show but it was at that yeah. same place yeah but... d- during that same time though I mean because Maggie Maggie was the one that was really helping out Thomas because oh Micronauts Micronauts there you go that's who it was. So more history for you, motherfuckers. Yeah, because that those shits this are old. Like, I still oh, got the videotapes of everything. Surgery was still alive. That's like rest in 99. peace. That's ninety nine, son. Yeah, ninety nine. So that that was the time when we were just in the transition of doing the whole eye to eye thing. And uh, I remember because we were the only ones doing like you know like you've always said to artists, any artists or DJs out there trying to do their own thing. Now I know what I sound like when I tell long ass stories. I'm all talking about the Tuesday connection. This is what I sound like. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So the, the thing, the thing is, is uh, you, I lost my train of thought on that one too. No. <laughs> I'm just fucking. With you. Yeah. So I mean, this is my brother. We, people. we were we were doing the shows, and um, there was a need for it. So for the DJs and and, and MCs out there trying to market yourself and get your own thing, a lot of people get upset because they don't get put on shows. That's the point wow. I'm trying to make. That's so all their podcast. The, 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 the thing, the thing is, is you got to make your own wave sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And like, like, like. Uh, Dave LaRock was saying, you know, he went out and just kind of, it, it, the thing started happening for him. He went and did his own thing. He didn't need anybody to make it happen. He had a love for it and he followed his passion and he made it happen. But what I, you know, the thing is a lot of people complain, you know, when we, we put them on and, or get them to do something, oh, of course. they they don't appreciate, I guess you could say, the work and the time and effort. And, it, it, and not everybody can do this. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people, like you have always said to your point, people need to, put up their own shows and do it oh, and do yeah. the work themselves because the they'll realize, Hey, you know what? Let's work together I'll with tell these you a story people. I'll about that. And a major artist that talked about that. Right. You know, I'll, I'll share it a little bit later, but yeah, because the Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. So, so th- that's the thing is that these people need to, you know, they, they, they with giving these opportunities, making their own moves. That's what we were doing as eye to eye. So in that process, Maggie realized, Hey, these dudes are movers and shakers. Like they're about the hip hop scene. You know what I mean? They actually have a passion for this. So she reached out and we tried to work a couple of shows. I believe it was um, uh, Binary Star at, yeah. uh, where was that venue? I'm trying to remember. Uh, the, that little it was a little coffee thing. shop or yeah, some shit, right? I forgot what it's called. But. So I remember at that point, that's when Maggie approached me. She's like, say something about Binary Star real quick? Yeah. I barely heard them for the first time last week because I always thought that was a stupid name. And I was like, damn, these are... <laughs> they're, they're all right. right. Yeah. Well, yeah, one, no, they're well, dope. One below, yeah. <laughs> one below is the army. Yeah. So, but no, I, if you know the, the whole shit about the what a binary star is, it's pretty cool. 
Yeah. They break it down of what it's like. The, the I don't like that deep shit. But <laughs> it also has the word buy in it. <laughs> like buy my albums or buy like buy. Buy Curious Star. <laughs> gotcha. Anyways. No, so at that at that venue, I remember that's when Maggie approached me. She was like, hey, look, I'm going to be moving to L.A. soon. But my boys from Albuquerque, they still want to do shows out here. Yeah, and I was already doing that she, shit. With, um, what's that fucker's name? God damn it. No, he's off. When the first guy that sent out. Oh, be- Benny. It's, I not th- Benny. I believe, it's not Benny. Something we'll call else. him Benny for the purposes of the show. Because we don't want to reveal his real name. Yeah. So Benny w- was coming down here. No, was before that, though. It was the Beat Nuts and the fucking Karis one. So you're talking about that? Like how we got involved with helping him out with that? Well, I was, I mean, I was, I was thinking, fucking talking about the current shit. <laughs> hey, you, you, well, we're, we're breaking down the history, so yeah, it makes yeah, sense yeah. to everybody. You know what I mean? But, I mean... Long story short, with that is 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 Maggie basically passed passed the torch. My my boy Twelve Tribe, she was really good friends with him, who was really good friends with Ignacio and Aaron and yada yeah. yada yada. So Pops Maggie, Shout so out to Maggie. so yeah. So that was the thing was, Thomas is a very exclusive type person. He doesn't really work with too many people. He's very particular. You know what I'm saying? And um, with the slow motion entertainment, Maggie was. His El Paso representative. I think his name was. Marky, I think it was. But we'll call him Benny because I'm going to remember Benny. Ask fucking Thomas. So, yeah, I'll ask him him about that. But so anyways, what ended up happening was she ended up moving to L.A. And Thomas, you know, and I talked a little more and he was like, hey, I'm going to be doing shows. But, you know, the frequency of his shows wasn't really a lot. It was like one every four or five months or something because he was really scared to test the market out here in El Paso. So. He, you know, some shows would hit and some shows would just, you know, flop and he'd lose money. So it just didn't happen enough. But that's when he started leaning on me a little bit more to help him out with trying to really get what we were doing locally as eye to eye and with the local artists we we're putting on and trying to build on it. Because I told him my thing was, is I wanted to give local artists a little bit more exposure on a bigger stage and try to work with them to get them out to, to Albuquerque or somewhere else to promote their music a little bit more. So with that, uh, I, I feel that everything just kind of lined up perfectly. And Thomas ended up asking me basically to help him be the representative of his movement, what he was doing. But they transitioned the name to Too Zany. So now in doing the Too Zany thing, it, you know, where, where it's at, El Paso is where it needs to be as far as the music scene goes. And he feels confident because... Even going into another story with uh, Vince being Thomas's partner from out in Albuquerque when yeah. he came down to open up the zone, there was a correlation between Albuquerque coming out here because they wanted to really get a strong foothold. Because well, of the population here, the, the, the numbers are deceiving here. It's like we have the population, but the the mentality is a small time mentality. We're getting there. We're getting there. I think because the people like our age are now older, older dudes, and we're taking over right. politically, exactly. shit like that. Talk about upcoming shows then, twos anyways. Okay. So, I mean, as far as two Zany shows, I mean, there's a good roster. There's March about, is fucking heavy right yeah. now, right? Right now, there's there's a dude, March 7th, his name's Somo, R&B singer. He's blowing up in Texas. He's from Texas. Very good sound. I mean, if you look at his picture. Him, though, but his name. Somo, yeah. Somo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you if you see his picture and you look at him. You could be very judgmental about it, and no, I'm just, I know, I know, I'm, I'm saying because, like, I I'm saw. Gonna I was, 
son. Yeah, I'm I'll like, do it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so like, mo. this guy doesn't look like he could sing for I'll anything. Go, I'll be there though. But no, b- believe it or not, Shout listen to, to his Samo. music, check it out. I've put, I've reposted a couple of his uh, his videos. Is he good? He got, yeah, he's good. He, he has to be good if, if Thomas is doing. Yeah, it. he he's 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 got skills, man. And and you know, even when Thomas called me, he was like, hey. You know, we got this show coming out there, March seventh. Thomas 7th. is all about breaking new artists. Breaking new artists. And, I, that's what and, I respect about and, him. And this guy is blowing up. I don't have the budget in Texas. You know, what I mean, he's Texas, Texas born, Let's raised. Do it. Let's do it. And his music is quality, man. It's really, really good quality. Who else? So, Who else we got? Um, after him, there's uh, on March nineteenth. This one, this one's kind of more up your alley, but yeah, UGK up Bun B, man, Bun yeah, B. Yeah, that's my shit. And, and Kirko Bangs. I'm not a big fan of Kirk Cobain. I'm a Bang's, guy, but, but, Kirk, but hey, it's a good compliment. It's it's the youngster. It's like yeah. old school heads and the and, youngsters. Yeah, so that's where there's a good tie-in. Where that's, that's I listened to the show. Though. I tried it. I'm so Can I meet Bun B? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Can you what? <laughs> you want to DJ Bun B? You, there you go. You want to hey. DJ that show? I'll fucking DJ that. All right, show. we might have to make that happen. Make it happen. Yeah, I'll so Bun B people chopped and slowed set. Bun B came out about a year ago. I be I believe Pro Fresh. Tiny and Pro Fresh. Oh, so I'm already hyped about this. EJ shit. and Brent. I'm already hyped about it. Shout out to you, folks. That's what I like about the old school heads. They fucking put effort into live shows. Right. Like, no, no, because Bun Bunby ripped it. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, it was control. It was a oh. solid. It was a solid crowd. I mean, they did their thing, but oh, now it's solid, like solid. I think El Paso's like, man, this is a Texas legend. Kirk you know what I'm saying? Gonna bring the Kirk Cobain's gonna bring the young crowd. So. That's a good show. I'm looking forward to that. What else we got? After that, um, Deltron. I mean, for all you Deltron old school. Deltron 2030, March oh, 24th. Yeah. Jesus will be there. Yeah, March 24th, man. That's that's going down. After yeah. that, for, for you fans that Koala. follow like the new type rapper, like Kendrick Lamar, for, so to speak, Schoolboy Q's coming out. Schoolboy Q, TDE. Schoolboy's so, dope. 329. TDE. That's Top that's gonna be Saturday, 329. House. So make sure you guys uh check that Oxymoron. out. Oxymoron. You, you know what? Album what's, out or coming out sooner. Is it already out? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I, to be honest, I mean, I've been getting the biggest response on the schoolboy Q. I mean, He's the dope. old school soul head more, but schoolboy's yeah. dope. Yeah. So schoolboy school Q, March 29th. And then uh, for those of you guys that don't know, Snow the Product. Snow the product. Oh, I had a chance to bring those fuckers out. April tenth. I know that, and I, I think that show would have been better. The snow. I had the budget though. And, well, and Rips. Thomas can take those risks more than I do. Right. More than I can. And this this one's just, just I can't pay my rent. Right. Right. <laughs> it's supposed to be Ritz, Snow, and Jerem Benton, which yeah. is on the uh, Strange Music. Shit. Right. Jerem on the, Benton uh, the is tech? on the Strange Music. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, no, so so Snow the Product's going to be here. You know, you guys <laughs> so got to come out and support people. that. That's, that's going to be really Raskin's dope. copyright, I lost my ass on that shit. <laughs> it happens. So you know? because of that, I can't bring out certain shit, which I won't mention. But hey, it's on you guys. Yeah, so after that, the, the last show on the lineup for the Too Zany um, show list is uh, on June 16th. Tech 9 coming out with Chris yeah. Calico. And uh, that one's going to, you but know. Who else is on that? Somebody else is, it's Chris Calico and who else? Um, Jeremy Benton, but somebody else isn't there. Freddie, uh, oh Freddie Gibbs, that's Freddie what I'm thinking yeah, about. Yeah. Freddie Gibbs is on that shit. I mean, I already seen Tech Nine, but I want to see Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, no, Tech Nine Cocaine puts Pinata, on. Isn't that shit? It, or is it, that Rock? I always mix those fuckers up. Rock, Rock, and Freddie Gibbs. If, if you guys Freddie don't Gibbs, know, he, he works with uh, Madlib. That's oh, was making all his beats and shit. Mm. Freddie Gibbs, motherfuckers know. Fucking uh, Stone Throw cats that love that shit, they know Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, no doubt. So if you if you don't like string, uh, Tech Nine, come out for Freddie Gibbs. If you're a Stone's Throw head, and if you never seen Tech Nine's live show, oh, I mean he's yeah. he's hands and down check one out of the their most Combat amazing. Jack show. He was a guest uh, a couple episodes ago. Very background, giving a lot of you know information about his background, and his upbringing. He so. he's been here a couple times. I mean, I remember the first time he was at Casa Verde uh, outside. They had a parking lot thing. 
Yeah, that was that was a really good show, but he he impressed a lot of people. I have but to pee again. yeah, so <laughs> strange music will be in the house uh, June sixteenth, and then uh, you know just just for your old school heads, just on another note, uh, Jesus and I are bringing out under eye to eye. Uh, we're going to be bringing out Alcoholics and Keith Murray on uh, May the 16th as well. So, Cali. And, and Cali Agent. I'm sorry, I forgot about that. So uh, on the 16th of May, mark your calendars. It's a Saturday night li- a Saturday night show, so it's going to be live on that night. So make sure you guys mark your calendars. So uh, just kind of on the show uh, tip, I'm going to make a couple of other uh, announcements. Uh, on Sunday, are, you said you're coming out to Pooh's deal, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Pooh One's got a... A little deal. It's got like 15 artists lined up, local artists. And uh, make sure you, if you guys uh, aren't doing anything this Sunday, come out. It's uh, who's got that real fan base artist search. Shout out some of the artists. And uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down the line on that. Um, it's a Gecko's Radio Brothers uh, and Imperial Legacy Clothing event. It's going down this Sunday and it's going to be pretty hot. It's uh, a chance to win a spot in South by Southwest. So make sure you guys come out and support uh, those artists. But what I'm showing on the lineup is uh, Don Daly and Kaz, Drew and Ziggy, uh, Jake Stilo, Rico Fetty. That uh, dude Rico Fetty is supposed to be dope. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's heard, the little homie, man. I heard a little Eric. bit of buzz about him. I like that song. I got it. Yeah, that's what's up. Mer- uh, shout out to Rico. Uh, Merkstar, Raheem, DG, Legend, J Texas, Staples. Your boy Staples is Staples. on there, too. Shout out to Staples. Uh, shout out to Sound Mind Solutions once again. Their boy doing SMS. their thing. Uh, Lesbinati, official. Lesbinati, what? what? <laughs> that's the name. Les, Les. I'm sorry. Lesbinati. A wordplay has. I, 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 this is the first I heard that. I'm reading it like <laughs> if I, if I'm mispronouncing it, I do apologize. Mf40. Um. <laughs> it's the bottom left. You see that? Ah, where is it? Maximize. Yeah, it's right there. So make sure he's pronouncing right. Oh, Lesbinati. Okay. No, I want a little origin of the name. Yeah, well, of course. It's uh, It could be a misconception. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I, we'll find out. I guess we'll... Shout out, shout out to the homie also, David Casto of the Vox. Yeah, Casto. Casto's going to be on there. And then the homie, Mike Cloud. Mike Cloud's pretty good, man. If y'all haven't heard him, he's pretty tight too. Uh, and uh, Flyboy. So there's 15 artists going head-to-head for a chance to perform in Austin, Texas for South by Southwest. <laughs> And also a chance to open up for uh, Crooked Eye. So uh, yeah. shout out to the homie Homicide. He's bringing uh, Crooked Eye down here. Shout out to Lesbinati, all the fucking acts. Honestly, bring your A game. And uh, the Crooked Eye is going to be dope. And Homicide, the homie. Yeah, so, I mean, just just to y'all people, man, if, you know, real fans of hip-hop, man, come out and support all these shows, like, on the real, man. We, we got to keep it building, because I, I could even say, Crooked Eye, I hope it does really well, but we brought out... Joel Ortiz a while back and there was like 30 people in the building and I was really well I was offered uh Crooked Eye and Joel Ortiz for this show right and you know I was afraid to take it because of the last people don't support yeah and and, and that's so the thing, if you're I mean, listening to this please support even the Rask has in copyright we had a fucking blast and we're gonna talk about it this here fun. in a bit Real but money wise we had we I'm not trying to make money if I make money awesome but in order for us to keep bringing shows out, because I'm not even going to tell you who I was going to bring out if I would have at least broken even. But if I would have broken even, I would have brought out an s- even sicker show. But, you know, 
it's uh, have to recuperate now because I got rent to pay. Right. So, people, please support the show. Probably because you don't promote that good. <laughs> so, don't even give me, me on that tip. Don't even. I've never me, seen your shows on Facebook. Don't even give me on that. I know you've seen them. <laughs> And you're, I know you're not, you know you're lying. <laughs> but I, I, I want to talk about you, you guys are never friends. You know what? Let's, let's talk, let's forget, let's move on to the next topic. Right. Let's talk about that for a second. I know Dave's joking, but I've had people post, talk about no promotion or this thing wasn't promoted. Right, right, I can't right. speak for other promotional crews. Right. But I can speak for out of eye. Right, right. And we bust our ass. Right. But I think what happens sometimes, certain people, not dissing, not firing shots, but... Maybe, just maybe, you're not as in tune with the scene as you thought you were. And, I, and this is a, per, I'm going to give a quick story, quick anecdote, man. Like, I had a homie, I'm not going to say his name, but I told him, you know, yeah, we brought J-Ru out twice already, bro. Like, the first time was better than the first, and the second time, and, and uh, but you know how, I, I'm thinking he's aware of his not being in the scene. I'm thinking that. Yeah. Like, but you know how you're not really in the scene anymore, so that's probably why you didn't hear about it. And he says to me, what do you mean I'm not in the scene? Yeah, I'm in the scene. I'm like, oh, these people think that they're, they're in, the, in scene. the scene, but you're not, dude. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? People in the scene, like, we live this. Like, you're spinning, you're you see the running, same people. you're making music, and you're promoting, and you're uh, on Facebook, and you're going out to the hot spots, and you're seeing the flyers, you're seeing the posters. You know what I mean? I'm not dissing that people are on the scene, but don't think you're in the scene when you're really not. Yeah. So if you didn't hear about an eye to eye show, it's because you're hanging out. I don't know where the fuck you're hanging out. Or because it's or, not just Facebook. Or even two zany shows, you know, like Yeah, two zany and I. There's people like there's shows that pass, and I mean didn't hear about packed, it. and they're like, yo, I didn't hear about it. No or promotion. Even, I heard about it today, and I'm like, what? And I couldn't that's make it. That's on you. I'm like, son, wow, that's because crazy because it's not just Facebook. Me and this aren't hitting up cars. We're 37 years old, hitting up fucking flyers on cars and putting up posters at shops. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't have to be doing that. Need to buy a billboard, man. Mm -hmm. I'm, well, we've done that too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My point is this. If you didn't hear about it and you're complaining, if you're not complaining, cool. That's one thing. But if you're complaining, that's on you. You're not as cool as you think you are. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm saying. But anyways, Rascal's copyright. How did you feel about that? Share your thoughts. I mean, I mean, the show was dope. The just, the, just the, the show, not the promoting one. The, the, the vibe, the vibe was really dope. I mean, I, I, I think I wish copies set would have been a little longer because it, it seemed a little quick. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, because Rass is like the headliner. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I know I would have liked to hear hear a little yeah. bit more copy. You know what I mean? But Both those guys are dope. They, I mean, he did his thing. I mean, he was spitting hard, and uh, people were feeling it. And then you know it was crazy because I mean I saw the transition after copy was off. Uh, you know, some of the people kind of left or cleared the area, and they didn't know who Ross was. You know what I mean? So like, that was weird. That, it, it was kind of weird. Like I was like, "What? A but legend's that's a testament to Rask? I mean, to copyright? Though. Yeah, He's yeah, dope. yeah, yeah. Because he brought out some people. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I mean, when Raz got on the stage, I mean, he just shut it down. I mean, song after song was was, was 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 ill. I mean. That was that was a really good just performance. And they partied with us, yeah. took pictures with everybody. I mean, and then if you were and, there, you enjoyed it. You had a blast. Yeah. If you weren't there, that's your bad. Yeah, and and and, and, and Raz even you know stuck around afterwards. And I mean, yeah. the crazy thing, and I got much respect for this dude even after this because you know we, we provided him with a bottle you know to yeah, drink, yeah. and 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 he gave instead of taking it with him and going to the hotel, he shared it amongst everybody, poured shots, and was like having a good time. And, you know, people were bringing him shots throughout the night and he got pretty faded. You know what I'm saying? But at the at the end of the night, he was buying drinks with money out of his pocket for the people oh, that were bro. sticking around partying with him, yeah, man. You I know was, what I'm saying? I was already home by then. 
Sound Mind Solution, my boy Lobes, man. You know what I'm saying? We we were all there chilling, but Raz was like, yo, what do you guys want to drink, man? I got you on some shots. And they were like, no, nah, let us pay for it. You know what I'm saying? But he was like, no, pulled out money out of his pocket, nice. paid for some shots. And you know what I'm saying? It just, it all went down. I know where like, copyright was at. I found out. I oh, yeah? I can't say it on here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was That's doing his thing. Script. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Nah, but but Raz was, Raz was really cool, really down to earth. And then, you know... He, later on at the end of the night we were you know we were blessed with talking poo one and myself yeah. and the, the cats from imperial legacy, legacy clothing um they they got a little interview with him uh got to talk to him you know off the record type stuff you know what i'm saying and like he started breaking down a lot of historical yeah, stuff gosh. and mathematics and it was well, dope because told him it's like you're the you taught me more in the nature of the threat more than my whole high school history <laughs> Yeah, and he had, he has a couple songs like that though, where he's breaking down like history of, yeah. uh, in general, just uh, shit that you're not learning in high school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you know, and that's one of the beautiful things. Nature with, of the threat, people. Razzcast, nature of the threat. Listen to that shit. Do do your knowledge, but you know the thing was is afterwards, uh, and this is what's cool about these shows over at Lowbrow because they're real close and intimate, small crowd, and most of these artists stick around. They want to know their fans because. You know, they come out and see, they do a show out in El Paso and they're like, man, they didn't even know El Paso could rock like that. You no. know what I'm saying? And and we're thinking on our end, like, man, it was you like know what a saying? big like, turnout, but the people that were there represented. Right. And right. there was Las Cruces heads in there. Shout out to Las Cruces. Right. And shout out to the homie Austin who owns Lowbrow. Like, yeah. He owns yeah. Lowbrow Black Market Palomino. Shout out to Austin. Shout out to Joseph. Crew. Joseph, big beard, Joseph and his uh, brother. What is his name? Matt. Matt Matthew. Matt. Yeah. All those guys are yeah, fucking they're, mad they're cool. cool. And Brian, I love Lowbrow. You know, and Brian always takes care of us too, man. So, those, those people are cool, good peeps. Just but... for the sake of time, let's move on to Valentine's Day. That's the next topic. Why the... I'll, I'll let we you got, talk on this. Got three... Yeah, it's Valentine's Day and we're <laughs> it's, here. It's VD. Obviously, it's we're VD all... Day. They're my Valentine's. We must all be single because we're all doing right? a podcast like exactly. nerds. Hey, uh, hey, let's make a uh, podcast. Some... This is like a giveaway. Somebody's not getting laid tonight. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm still going to get laid Yeah, tonight. I'm still going to get laid too. Oh, my hand is going to lay me out. <laughs> It, it's just my love. Palimus. I got I got love from I got love from my homies. <laughs> okay. Pornhub.com. I got love from my homies and doing yeah. the, the podcast, U-porn. doing this hip hop stuff. So you know what I mean? That's why I was like, Happy Valentine's Day to you porn. I'll put aside about two hours for the day, man. And you shout know out I mean? to Foxy's. No, but honestly, like, how's your Valentine's Day so far? I mean, I just walked around downtown this afternoon. I went and checked my boy EC just got a um um Office downtown for right. his business. And Sweet. I went to check that out. Shout out to EC. What's the name of the business? I took Shout myself out. out to lunch. Oh, shit. <laughs> How generous of you. Yeah, that was, was a good date. Um, my boy EC's, uh, his his business is called Sense Creative Media. Nice. They have a website, sensecreativemedia.com. Facebook page. They have a Facebook, Instagram, Sense. everything. Sense, S-E-N-S-E. There you go, Sense people. Is, look it up. If you need any type of marketing done, he can... Marketing and promo. Yeah, he's really good at it. Well, I had this thing. You know my homegirl, D. Yeah. She uh, put me on to some shit called Galentine's, and I posted about it, but... I heard about Galentine's. It. It's uh, the day a before. A friend of mine from work had a Galentine's it's day. It's the day before, and it's supposed to be all gals, and then we went out to... She came from Las Cruces to come hang out with me. Shout out to D. It was that uh, we ate at Crave, and we had our Galentine's. Just the girls, you know? Just yeah, us girls. Just you girls. You know? Playing, diddling each other, you know? Watching Sex in the City. <laughs> yeah, you know, naked. Well, I had my diaper on, but... Drinking that, mimosas that was, that with was, strawberries. But tonight, we got... <laughs> with the remnants of... Have you ever taken a mimosa shot through a funnel into your butt? I can't say that I have. 
I heard Very that's what specific. the kids. I heard what the kids. The kids are doing nowadays. Yeah, mimosa shots. Yeah, that's gonna, that's going my boy. That's gonna be Jameson, butt. man. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. But anyway, cocaine. But tonight, wow. <laughs> you know what I've done? Have you seen Wolf butt, of Wall but, Street? By oh way? yeah, yeah. I'm letting our cocaine I'll, out of her we'll butt. Have to, we'll have to talk about this after. That's the podcast. another whole. Topic. I can't tell all my. I've said it before on other podcasts. I can't share all my stories because I'm I just saw, saw I that. work a corporate job. Uh, yeah, I don't I want, know. You know, I have crazy stories. I'm not saying I've never done shit, shit done like done, that. I've done weird shit. I have done. I have. But I'm saying when I, I saw that scene, I was like, why have I not done that? No. I have. I'm not even gonna say what. Which scene are you I'm not even gonna the tell you. First scene of Wolf of I'm Wall Street. I'm not even gonna tell you what I've done. Coke out of the ass. Or yeah. I'm not even gonna I was tell like, you. You know. See, you know, I've told him off there. I'm not even gonna tell you what I've done. Why have I not done this? That's, I've that's done, what I was thinking. I've done. I would say better in a sense than that. <laughs> <laughs> a better drug. Uh, but anyways, back. Let's see. Next topic on here. Valentine's uh, Day was not a good topic for the three oh, of us. Well, no, we, we got some good jokes out of it. And I got several topics here, but we're already at the one hour and 43 minutes. So I'm going to yeah, kind of fast forward. Up. Or let's say, uh, just real quick, Mike Tyson tomorrow. I'm going to go see that shit. Man, I wish I was going to that. It's expensive as fuck. Yeah, though. I paid way in advance. 70 I was bucks. like, I'm going to go. And I bought I two saw, tickets. They're like 80 That's bucks. why, because I was like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to get two tickets. And then I saw, I was like, oh, no way. For two I bought tickets, two, I'm not going to go alone. I bought two tickets, but my boy... Uh, you know, he always hooks me up. He bought me this iPad here. My 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 sponsor, Station Recreation, got the hookah in the back and got me this shit, this iPad Air. So eighty bucks ain't shit. That's me and my boy I go see Mike Tyson do That's his thing. Sweet. I wish I could go that. I'll probably go to the UTEP game. Shout but, out to the Miners. Yeah, Miners doing really they, good. They tonight. lost and the lady, other night, but they're still doing well. They're still in they're first still place. Number, number one, right? That's first my favorite place. college team. That's the school but tonight. Uh, by the time they hear this, this time it's gonna be too late. But drum cell at Network Techno, if you're into that. Shout out to fucking Beats Nonstop. Shout out to fucking Rick and DJ Moy. Upcoming events, like Tito said, as far as out of eye, we got fucking, it's not for a while, but, you know, uh, Alcoholics with Keith Murray and Cali Agents. Of course, Beats Nonstop. Pretty much every month they got something coming out. So hit it up, man. Follow us on fucking Facebook. And we're going to take this opportunity to just to plug in and plug anything we have to plug right now. So I'm going to give Dave the mic here. Promote anything, your your Instagram, your fucking Twitter, your Facebook. Yeah, man, you can your, find me your gigs. on Twitter and, and Instagram, both Chewy Vuitton, uh, spelled Chewy, C-H-U-Y, underscore Vuitton, V-U-I-T-T-O-N, um, Chewy. <laughs> and you can always find out what I'm up to on, on both of those sites. And uh, every Friday night, I'm at Black Market, uh, which is over on Robinson. near the Cincinnati area on Robinson Street behind Mesa Street Bar and Grill. Um I'm there on Fridays with my boy EC Selector. He's he, although he's not there every week, but he tries to get there as often as he can. He's really busy yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. And on uh, Saturdays, I'm at Palomino Tavern, which is on the corner of Mesa and Robinson Street, um, for night moves. And I know that this whole this whole podcast we've been talking about hip hop and stuff like that, but just don't get it too twisted. Like I'm I'm not a this is a music I don't really connoisseur. People, myself a hip hop DJ. Although he's a connoisseur. I started of off with soul and funk. And hip hop, just come check but it if out. You come check it out. You're gonna hear. Stop you know, saying there's nothing to do. Anything from '90s hip hop to new Two Chains to the Smiths, you the may Cure. Even hear, I saw a sign. You might hear hey. Ace, some Ace of Bass for sure. You might hear Dippin' uh, Chicken in it. Face. Remember that some comedy prints. rap they had? <laughs> Wasn't there Rick have a comedy rap called Dippin' Chicken? Oh, that was me and Rick had a song called Dippin Trickin' chicken. on Chickens. <laughs> <laughs> it was about tricking a girl into uh, doing stuff with you. <laughs> And it was a true story. 
There you go. I tricked because I tricked this girl the, the into benefits. making out with me one time. Oh. I told her that. I hey, told her that it takes. I told this girl, hey, I made a bet with this other girl that I could walk up to you and I'm make out with you. I'm taking notes right now. I'm writing in my hand. <laughs> and, I, and I told her, if if you make out with me, we that girl's going to buy us drinks for the rest of the night. Oh, <laughs> yeah, nice. man. Hey, take notes. Yeah, I, I got the So then we made a song about it called Tricking on Chickens. Tricking on Chickens. Chicken. <laughs> That's exactly how it went. Your whole shit's thing a licking. Tito. So, anyways, yeah, Friday nights, black market, Saturday nights, night moves at Palomino. I don't know when this podcast is going to get released, but Maybe tomorrow night, days. yeah, Saturday night, we're doing side booth Saturday, the night after Valentine's Day with Poo Hef. Um, I'll try my best to play out by tomorrow. On. Yeah, so hit, hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. You can see what I'm up to. I do various, other than those Fridays and Saturdays, sometimes I sit in here and there, and I'll always let you know where I'm at. And like I said, it's not all hip hop. You could hear. Anything from new hip hop, old hip hop, soul, funk, folk, Prince, music, the polka. Smiths. You might hear the Smiths. You might hear some Ace of Bass. You might hear some, some fucking Hollow Notes. Hollow Notes, yeah. Shout yeah, out to Doobie Notes. Brothers. I play a little bit of everything. I keep it like that. So, nice. Tito, where can the people find you? Well, you you can still find me on uh, Facebook. I got my account on there, so it's uh, under. We're not cool enough to leave Facebook yet. Like yeah, they, we're still we're still well, hanging out <laughs> Facebook. You know. Uh, I mean, I, I mainly use Facebook for the for the promotion. So if I'm you're still on Friendster, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. High five. I'm still on MySpace. What you got on that? <laughs> nah. So uh, you you can find me under Tito Diaz. Um, that's more for the promotional events. So if you're looking for what to do, live journal. Yeah, that's 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 gonna. Oh yeah, that's old school now. So you you can look me up uh, under Tito Diaz, uh, or just look for Eye to Eye Pro P R O. Um, you can go to at Drippy. At drippit.com. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So you can find me there. Uh, my personal page, everybody always asks me because they always see under Albert Diaz, Tito Diaz. Eight pages. And they, yeah, they're like, yeah, I, I really do. I have like there's restrictions pages. on this Facebook shit. So yeah. you got to get clever with it. So yeah, so yeah, you got you got to move around Facebook. But my more personal one is uh, the Albert Diaz. So I mean, you know, I, I, I so maxed for the out. Ladies. <laughs> for the ladies, all the single ladies, instant message. <laughs> you can hit me up, Albert Diaz. But uh, for the hip hop heads, you know, for the shows, hit me up on Tito Diaz. Uh, also, you know, we we got a group page on there. It's um, the nine one five Live Entertainment. Uh, that's a building page, and you know, if you're a promoter, DJ, uh, you know, an artist trying to get your stuff Night out there. Nightlife in general. Yeah, just just nightlife in general. Clubs, bar, uh, bar owners. May, uh, add yourself to that that group because you can post your stuff, promote yourself, and uh, you know it's it's a very good uh, resource on Facebook. That's what I'm actually using it for. Is just to we'll promotion. pin your events, but hit us up on an instant message and uh, we'll talk details. Yeah. So so Jesus and I are admining that uh, page. Three thousand so, people on that shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. We got three thousand, but we're growing. So all we asked in return is you know if you join, invite a couple of your friends, people that you think will appreciate it and can use it to help network it's about networking and let's build with it but uh that's what it's about so you know hit us up on there uh add me on facebook i'm on instagram and twitter both under the uh the user handle of uh tito d 915 so it's tito t-i-t-o and then d-e-e and then 915 i got your user uh, handle. you know and i'm gonna be at that that uh thing tomorrow night with puhef also there you go um so you know there's if you know it's good to network I know a lot of DJs don't like to get handed CDs from artists, especially rappers, while they're DJing. Oh yeah, because it's like, dog, I'm not going to play your the song. There's etiquette. There's yeah. etiquette involved. And right. a lot of a lot of dudes still do that. A lot of dudes still give out CDs, which I think is totally whack. And stop depending on solely and, social media Poo, to promote. Pooh invited me personally Excuse to be me. down there, and I told him I would come through for him. 
And uh, you know, I and you shout out to Boo. And you gonna come Sunday for that? It's Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday. Yeah. I'm gonna be there after work, but um, Me you too. know, there there's very few local acts who I have actually said, okay, I'll play your song. And one of them is because he did it the right way. Well, and you might laugh at who it is, but it's <laughs> but it's Mr. Crazy. Shout out to Mr. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Mr. Crazy. Now, yeah. now to tell the people because that this is uh, yeah. Yeah, he came out to Town OG. Yeah. Okay. So he did at Black Market, right? Yeah. He was at Black Market. I don't think so. No. He did a but he did a surprise show with us at Black Market on a Friday. That's cool, man. Shout out to Mr. Crazy. Tell the people how. To approach Dude. you or a DJ yeah, to, for to future get it. reference. Yeah, because people these kids, people get mad and they shouldn't because they're like, you know what, their approach is just different. But I'm gonna speak on something after you do that. As far well, as far as Mr. Crazy goes, I had already heard of him. He already has a following on on nice. YouTube and various Good places job, because Crazy. his song went, I would say, like viral for El Paso viral because he did a whole song about El Paso. Nice. And, oh, okay. I think and I've seen it. He's done some shows. Nice. So he's out there, you know, people know who he is. And when he, when, um, is he really crazy though? He's Mr. Crazy. Oh, so it's like <laughs> the formal, I'm kidding, Mr. Crazy. Don't stab me, please. No, but, but seriously, he, you know, my boy, how did he, my boy you? EC, what did, uh, he was the DJ for him for a couple of his shows and he was like, Hey, let, let's have him come one Friday night as a surprise. Yeah. And he'll do like two Keep or three songs. Thing, man. I was like, yeah, cool. Let's do that. And and people got into it. And people, once they realized who he was, when he did the song about El Paso. How's his like, live oh, show? He's good. He yeah. has a good, you nice, know, nice. He, he has a good uh, presence. That's who I'm rooting for now. Then. And so after that, I was like, you know, this dude came through and did that for us. It made the night like a little bit You'd be crazy. surprised. Was, and he was like, well, you, would you mind if I emailed you my songs and you might play them? I was like, oh, definitely, man. And I've played them, and you know what? People know the song. Very people, politely asked. Yeah. And if you, you know, can, yeah. And hey, the other it's people, all good if you can. The other people who have hit me like that, uh, there was a dude from I don't know if he's still from El Paso show, big show. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that okay. dude used to come. I used to DJ at Marco Polo. That dude used to come through, and he was like, "Let I me." Don't know this was even. This was like five or six years ago, and he was already like, "I will email you songs." I'm like, "Cool, email them to me." I, I don't think I ever played them because my crowd wasn't that type of crowd. I wasn't playing that much like But just have that humble, respectful yeah. approach. Just ask me, you know, be like, yo, let me hit you through Twitter or the, something like the, that. The problem is email. that a lot of these kids, they think they're the only ones hitting you. I up. have a stack of CDs I have never listened to. For one. For two, they... <laughs> I'm never going to listen to your CD, dog. I don't even have a CD player. But who is the ones hitting you up correctly? It's older types. Because the it's younger usually kids, older types. that generation has... I'm not, I'm not hating on it, whoever's listening, but... They have this entitlement kind of thing. A lot of them, not every, not everybody, but and then they just want to put they yeah. blast it on Same Facebook. Thing, the other thing, the thing is this: you have to be respectful, humble, and just understand you're not the only one hitting yeah. these people up. The other thing <laughs> is you have to there's realize people that nobody uses CDs anymore. And then there's that. Well, I was I, last year. I was the DJ at Frankie's on Wednesday nights, and um, I'm not going to say the name of the group, but they had a show at Frankie's. Uh, later oh, on that guys. week no, and they they were like can you play our CD because we have our show coming up and actually the manager Rico shout out to Rico he was like yo play their CD because they Rico. got their show coming up if you can play like a song from them and, and uh, say on the mic that they're playing here I was like yeah yeah cool I put their CD in and it crashed my damn Serato ah! they put a virus in your shit <laughs> I was like what song like did. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that no, CD yeah. thing is not gonna work these days. I'm just saying, catch up and be professional, be polite, be respectful, be humble. You know what I'm saying? Like with the booking the shows, like I said, I oh I'm glad you brought it up because as far as they ask us to open, open up for up, shows, yeah. and it's like 
if you're all of you just hitting me up let me open up let me open up to be honest with you i'm sitting on this podcast maybe it'll be a little bit more open than usual but when you come at me all selfish me 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 and i'll tell you even tomorrow I'm sure I'm going to be there to support, and, and I'm a DJ. Yeah, you're going to get hit up. Nobody's going to hit me up because they're going to be like, that, who's that little nerdy yeah, you're, dude? Yeah, you're it's not, not man. No one's going to know, <laughs> no, 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 know that I'm going to prop DJ. you up first. They're going to be like, me, 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 me. And it's like, no, nah, I don't care. I've said it on Facebook before. Like, if you're not as good as others, but you're cool, I'll put you on. I mean, I mean, because like, some of the people's approaches, like, it's crazy. It's like, you know, yeah, maybe they ask, like, even their first time, they're like, Yo, what's up with that show? It's yeah, like, okay, like, what? Okay, it's going down. <laughs> what is up with it's, it? it's, it's happening it's on this date, and it's, it's happening tickets on are this twenty dollars. You know question? what I mean? So, but no, they they get mad because you yeah, know what I mean. They always like, get mad. The thing is, is like you you got to understand. I mean, put it in perspective. You got to understand. Yeah, maybe there's so many shows that come come about, but people come and they they get mad and they're like, you know what? Can I get on that show? And they they become more and more aggressive. But it's like. Yeah, you know what? Like Dave said, it's got to be never the right gonna approach. Fucking do shit with that. And and here here's the thing. Just kind of you know, just for those cool. of y'all listening, this is the thing with for two zany shows. A lot of people have been asking me since I went out and started inviting for all these diverse type of shows because it's like it's crazy diverse. Two zany is very professional on how they run their shows, and I'm not the one that picks who opens up. All I have is a recommendation, just like anybody yeah. else. I can recommend it to my dudes. And sure the way you got your music on point, right. your videos so on point. Here's what they ask. And Jesus, I even mentioned this to yeah, you the other day. You know, my partners are very exclusive with who they work with. They want to make sure it's a quality show. Now, the, their interest, they don't even choose it. They ha- they send the material to the uh, manager of the group. So these people actually get to pre-screen what's going on because they don't want to just, yeah, you might be a dope MC. You're, you're, you got a dope live show and there's a good buzz. But you know what? How, watch out, watch out. How, how serious are you about your music? Because what they ask is, where's the link to their music online? Okay. Or send me some tracks that you can email. Then it's, they want to see videos. And either high quality tracks. High quality, not no garbage recording. So, you know, if, if that's you and you don't have that quality, you need to find out, network with other people, step it up. Because honestly, you're only hurting yourself if you're being trying to be serious about your music. Because here's the thing, what they ask, they want to see videos, whether it's a live performance or an actual good quality music video that shows how serious and determined you are with your music. So, yeah, I mean, it's too easy to make music videos. There's a lot of good people actually right now in El Paso that are making videos. Props to the people out there doing their thing, because honestly, the quality, the technology is there. So there's no excuses. You can spend you might have a homie that does it and can hook you up for free, but spend $50, spend $100, spend $200. Get that video because here's what it's looking at. So any of you guys wanting to open up for a Tuesday show, you can email me, hit me up on Facebook, um, and I will forward information. I'll put in my well, recommendations. Don't be mad. Like, if you don't get on the show, yeah, exactly. if you don't, if I don't play your song, don't, don't be get mad. mad at the promoter. Like, it, it, maybe the song you gave me, it doesn't fit in with what I do. But guess what? I know a lot of other DJs. And if Love. somebody says, yo, this dude hit me up, I could be like, you know what? The song was dope. I don't play it because I don't play that yeah, kind of music. Don't get all fucking angry. But I might put in a word to this other dude and say, I think, I think hey, you, Common, if you like it, play it. because it's Co- Common's one of my favorite artists. And I'm going to quote one thing he said. You know, If I don't I like it, I don't, I don't like, like it. it. That doesn't mean that I'm hating. You know what I mean? I ain't hating. But if I ain't feeling it, if I ain't liking it. In a nutshell, is- in a nutshell, in a nutshell. Guys, step your game up. You know, obviously, it's a lot cheaper nowadays, and it's on you. You can't blame anybody else. 
If you have to have a fucking link to some fucking music online and a video nowadays. So don't get fucking And, and mad. if you got a website, even better. You know what I mean? What, the more a, things that you plus, can work but with. But for sure... Audio and video. That, that's all that links. Tuzani's looking for is is links to music online. So if you don't have that, don't get or, mad or video. you didn't get but picked. That's the only thing. I mean, you know, get, send me your stuff. I'm not going to shoot down anybody, but well, my, tell me specifically. My, my story from earlier, that's coming back to me now. Fucking Nori, I heard him on Combat Jack. He's talking about how uh, Gaddafi, again, more history. Let's see if you guys know about Nori and Gaddafi. CNN. And fucking and intelligent hoodlum, as he was called before. You know what I'm saying? But my point is this. Intelligent Hoodlum used to tell Nori, try to school him on shit. And Nori used to be all rebellious like some of these kids are. And now Nori's the guy trying to put people on and he sees it now. And you've seen it. Yeah. Some of the older, the kids that got older now are right. like trying to do shows. Right. Like, you know, local showcases and whatnot. And they see the, the how hard it is. And they used to hate on us. I mean, it's, you know, like to the point where verbally and sometimes physical. But, yeah, let's move on. We're at the two-hour mark. Well, just blah, blah, real, blah. real quick, let me just let's, close, let's, let's, close, let's, close with that. Point. Just, just, just the the thing, you guys, for for you guys interested in opening up for the Tuesday shows, send me your material. I'll go ahead and send it. But where can they send it? Be be specific to what show you want to open for because there's a lot of shows. So don't just say you know I want to go on a show because put me on, it, it, son. It, it has to fit. <laughs> The artist, because it doesn't look right if, like, you're this hardcore that. rapper and you're trying to open up for Snow the Product, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, you're this gangster rapper and you're trying to get Yo, on check my video to, out, to Deltron, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you feel that you can do the Bun B show and you're, you you can have that Texas style. See, this is a whole other podcast now. It's well, shit. Yeah. Because you know I'm saying also, you know, yeah, opening up is one thing, but earning stripes, like, like back in the days, you had to take over boroughs, you know what I'm saying? Like... Like, you have to fucking hit the road, sleep in the car, like we're talking about right. earlier. And, you know, Flavla is a month tour. And, you know and, and we've been trying I've to do a that small for people. Piece of that. And, cheap hotels. And, and even that's what we're trying to build with Tuzani is getting some shows where they, they, they do shows out in Phoenix, Albuquerque, Santa Fe. If you put in the work, Denver, you're dedicated enough, you might get put on. But hey, you have to put in the fucking you know, work. Yeah, you, just, you know, just just be patient with it. You know what I'm saying? If you're not chose for the song, I mean, for the for the actual show, don't get mad. Keep keep doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? All I all I'm asking for is send me the uh, video links, the music links. I will put it in the hands of the right people, and the decision will be made. You know, it's filtered filtered through them. If they think it's something that'll fit the show, they'll send it to the manager, and the manager approves. Then you're on the show. There and that's you go, how it people. Works, okay, here you go. S- send that information. You can send it to eye to eye promotions at gmail.com. There so hit go. me up or hit me up the, on that's Facebook. The, the Gmail. We're going to wrap it up here. I'm going to give my last shout-outs. Shout-out to who? SMS, Sideline Solutions, always keeping it real. Fucking Mac Truck for hosting the shows. Shout-out to D, part of the team. Rick, part of the team. I have promotions in the house. Beats nonstop. And my sponsor, my only sponsor, fucking Station Recreation. Thanks for the fucking iPad Air and the hookah. And anybody else that wants to fucking sponsor me, hit me up. I need more equipment. Best believe I'm going to promote the shit out of your business. So hit me up if you want to promote my shit and be a sponsor. You can find me at Facebook.com, SweetJesus76. That's my personal page. At Twitter, it's at SweetJesusRadio. So go ahead and fucking follow me. Instagram, it's Wordplay. It's W-E-R-D-P-L-A-E. All right? So peace out. Sweet Jesus Radio. Follow us. SoundCloud. Peace out, man. Out. Boy, True Vuitton. Tito D, we out. We out. Sweet Jesus Radio.